caught an engine slab in the mud. All right, it's gonna walk with one little single can find a double A deck, but find a Oh, I got two 1K armies. One of my Death Guard completely painted. Oh, miniatures. No, I've got, I got a fuckload of miniatures. I've also got oh. some assorted figurines. What kind of figurines? You're talking like Action Man? No. We're talking well, what like happened to Action Man? Of... It fell into obscurity with everything else from the 90s. Ah, oh, can't. Action Man. But like, what a it's fucking fallen, name. It's fallen into obscurity like everything else from the 90s, and it is soon to be revised in the modern era where they completely miss the point of the original and create one of the most soulless cash grabs ever. Action Man, Action I'm not Man sure has what an official you're trying to speak about something in particular or just it's in literally general everything. Nowadays. Everything from the 90s becomes a soulless crash grab. Like you he remember the fucking in particular, but the only in particular is uh, the 90s. Yeah. Like, you remember fucking G.I. Joe? Like, the live-action yeah, movies they actually, made of that? Yeah. Garbage. Uh, is, are you talking about the ones with The Rock? Uh, was The Rock in them? I think he was. I have no idea. I saw, like, the first <laughs> one, and then I think I've repressed it because it was fucking terrible. I'm not even too sure what you're talking about at this point. <laughs> Not Kamen Rider. G.I. So Joe. Action Man. Action Man was like Britain and Australia's version of G.I. Joe. See? Instead Top of it. having like a team, it was just one guy called Action Man. <laughs> Action Man. Um, yeah, and I remember when I was young, like everyone had an Action Man doll. Even I had some shitty Action Man doll, but, but they were like fairly expensive. It was like a shitty uh, knockoff one or? No, no, they were just they, like the regular ones were just shitty. Oh, like that? No, no, they were quality. They were quality. They was just trying to imitate something else. So, like, we have Action Man with like the most BJ Blatskowitz face ever conceived. I'll put it into our general chat. Like that's that when it loads. Uh, that is a picture of of the Australian Action Man. Oh, like wow. <laughs> square head, chisel jaw, and like here's an image of the Britain's version of Action Man, which is just like is this teeth fucked? Wow. Is he holding a cup of tea? He's shoot, might as well oh be. My God, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like bug eyed, fucking weird hair, kind of like the Virgin Action Man versus Chad Action Bro. Chad action, bro. And he just out here outright stating that he doesn't like British people. <laughs> the guy she told fault. you not to worry about versus you. <laughs> and like this is this is the case it came in. And it was just like one guy, kind of like Barbie. Where it's just like it's just <laughs> one girl. Oh, he's a black belt. Karate combat action arm. Karate <laughs> combat action man. Yeah, so what's that, yeah. like $20 at the local toy store? How much did I sell you on Amazon? Oh, that was like 80 bucks. 80 bucks because expensive. you could squeeze his arm and it would like flick up and down with his, with a very bent fucking sword. I honestly try remember trying to steal one from a fucking shop. Uh, <laughs> you, little, you little hoodlum, you. 
I, I shoved it on my T-shirt and they just looked at me as like, what the fuck are you doing? Can you, like, not do that? At least I'm put like, some effort in. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, there we go. 1998 Action Man here. It comes with an actual hidden camera. Whoa. Well, it blows. Two Meg pictures. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a it quality comes with film. It's to fit all the action from the action man in it. Okay, it comes with actual cool. film that you can develop. What the fuck? He has a photo camera. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Just the but yeah, action man was a big thing. I don't know who's selling action man anymore. eBay. Oh, yeah. Let's have a look. Let's see, have a look how much they're trying to pour them off on eBay. Original for unopened action man, $250. About like 25 bucks. And not, not over the fucking over the moon about the price, but. Oh. Oh, one cylinder boxes go for a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah 100 bucks. Oh, cool. 100 bucks for 1998 Driller Extreme Action Man just drilling motherfuckers. Uh, mission, like, what the fuck does the drill do? Like, it drills for starters. <laughs> yeah, but no, it doesn't. It looks like a drill. It's not, but it's meant to simulate a drill. <laughs> and it's 100 bucks. Holy shit. Oh. Still in the case. Wow. Like, yeah, 12-inch figurines. So fucking, I'll just 3D print that bullshit. Why not? Could you? Hold up. Could you 3D print Ac- Action Man? Action Man STL. There we go. Oh, my God. Uh, ooh. Action Man 3D models to print. There's a droid. Oh, my goodness. This is just... The Was man there like an Uncle. Action Man theme song? Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I kind of want to say it's something similar to the lines of Pepsi Man, but Action Man. <laughs> action Man! I'm kind of I'm hoping, like low-key at this point, sure I am kind of hoping show. Yeah. Pretty sure there was a TV show. If there was a TV action show, there was a theme song. Man. There had to be. Show. I'm pretty sure there was a TV show on cartoon. Uh, oh, my God. It looks like the same people who did fucking. Uh, oh my goodness! I don't remember this at all. Oh wait, no, I think I. I... Da, da, da. Wait, is that? Let's saying f it up. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> look at look at the intro to this action man thing. Just go onto YouTube. And a search up on YouTube, Action Man Competitive Edge. Oh my god, what the hell is this? Oh god. This is some 90s garbage. 90s scoff? Yeah, no, it, it, it they are just straight up saying F it up. <laughs> that's a hundred percent. They could be up. saying amp it up. It's definitely amp it up, at least on some of them. Not the first one, though. The first one is F it up. Yeah, fuck it up. Fuck it up real good. And then Rage Against Machine comes in. 
Like something along the lines of that. Yeah, but, but no, yeah, this is him. this is a hundred percent nineties garbage. They've taken like what was some like oh, military garbage. action star. Fucking wash your mouth out with that. They've bullshit. taken it's a military garbage. action star from the eighties and turned him into a radical cool dude skater bro sort of shit. Right. No, he's not a radical school. He just does the cool shit because he's action man. <laughs> really? He wanted to go to. Fucking, you have Action Man sitting there doing his taxes, reading his receipts, going, "This is this is Action Man." If if, if uh, Action Man was as action as you say, all right, he could find any deductible and make it badass. Yeah, he'd be like, mm, "This this receipt has not been approved," and it goes to the fucking I don't know the laundry shop and just murders the people there. Could yeah, that, that's how it is. Action Man is trying to get a deductible in his laundromat uses, finds out that the receipt uh, has bounced, so he goes in and discovers a fucking racketeering ring run out of a laundromat. Yeah, a child Bam. sex racketeering ring. Exactly. Done. That's it. That's the plot of an Action Man episode. That's All what because I want my he was doing TV his shows. taxes. That's what I want in my children's TV shows, is someone to discover a child sex ring and put it to put it to rest and completely destroy that. Anywho, um, I still yeah. just got the Pepsi Man theme in my head. Honestly, it's kind of like that. Uh, I said it's similar it's to Pepsi Man. Like yeah, there's, oh, there's, a, there's a bit yeah, of bit similarities, of. but there's only similarities because Pepsi Man was very obviously designed to take the piss out of '90s Action Man. <laughs> also, <laughs> not necessarily Pepsi Man that doesn't Man, tell you to all F it action up. heroes. Mm. Pepsi I'm 90% sure up. Pepsi Man was created to sell Pepsi. Yeah, and yeah. Action Man was created to sell toys. Like no, a- 90% action, of other Action Man was created to, to uh, fucking market war crimes to the younger generation. Market <laughs> war Well, that just reminds yeah. me, I recently saw a video about, um, I think it was like, I think it was on like a TikTok video I saw on Facebook or something about someone who made like a video about uh, D&D spells that are war crimes. Mm, Turns out there's a lot of them. Yeah, aren't most yeah, of them. Yeah, most of them, honestly. Like, yeah, think- you also got to put in perspective D&D is not in the same. Like, if what happened in D&D world happened in the real world, we'd scrap a lot of our current war crimes and just can put that down to yeah nah that's that seems like a justified means i mean while you are correct i'm not sure you could ever argue for the spell mind rape i don't need to repeat anything you heard what i said yeah but what's the name of the actual spell i, I just told you Mind rape. It's Mind. not in fifth edition. It's in three point five, I think. <laughs> okay. Basically, D&D. if yeah. I remember correctly, it was like an eighth or ninth level spell that effectively let you take an. I think it was an hour. Mm. I don't remember if it was the past hour or an hour of your choice from the target's mind and memory, and alter it however you see fit. It would Wait, also give you like this... full mind reading and know all of the know everything about them, and I don't remember the exact. I know I do know it got removed. Wait, why is this in Warhammer 40k? What? 
What? And this says Mind Rape, Tabletop Games, Psychic Assaults, Warhammer 40k, The Nightbringer, Elder Farseers have a psychic ability called Mind War, essentially a mind rape as a weapon. Now, here here uh, we go. So it was from the Book of Vile Darkness, and that entire book is fucked, to be honest. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a ninth level spell. The caster enters the mind of a creature, learning everything that creature knows. The caster then can erase or add memories as she sees fit and alter emotions, opinions, and even alignment. When the caster is done, she can leave the creature insane, as described as the insanity spell, or seemingly unaffected without any memory of the intrusion. (laughs) Severe changes to personality and alignment can be corrected with a break (laughs) enchantment spell. Alterations to memory and subtler thoughts can only be revered using wish. Oh my god. Okay. So and so, yeah, I was wrong. Rape. There was no one hour time limit. It was literally their entire history and personality you could change and mold what? however you want. Like I said, it was fucked. Like both morally and like and as a spell in a game. Like in it every way there's no today, though. No. Mm. That's like modify memory on steroids. Yeah, so uh fucking Wizards of the Coast got rid I mean, of it was also crusade <laughs> as a card they're not I keeping mind rape that um well you need to remember yes they're not keeping it but for example it's the same as hellfire ray you know how hellfire ray works in the game right josh basically uh, it's a a souped up firebolt that does half unholy damage and half fire damage and the reason for that yep. is the unholy damage is unaffected by um resistances resistances and stuff um in the tabletop game, it had the evil descriptor, and so does Mind Rape. The thing about evil descriptor spells in um, tabletop is you casting them is an inherently evil act, act that will drastically change. Like, if you're playing a chaotic good character, I think the rules, like, as a guideline, was four or five casts would change you all the way to evil from good. Oh. Because they were... Actually, it might have been less. It might have been, like, three. Because all of the spells, or most of the spells marked evil, were exactly that. They were objectively evil. Because in, in you know, in the Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, right, it's just a strong fire spell that you put on Ember, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, that's because they took away the bit from the tabletop game where anyone you kill with that spell, you automatically consign their soul to hell. Oh. They don't get to go to wherever their deity would take them. Like uh, you actually you just trap them to hell. Yes. Oh man. So we need yeah, this in, in, real in life. older in older D and D, if we're talking, yeah, like like you said, Josh, in in current D and D, there's a lot of spells that are war crimes, and like uh, Kenny said, a lot of those spells, like a lot of those rules, would probably be negated if stuff in D and D existed and happened in real life but that's the fifth edition if you go back just a couple there's a lot worse things that go on that they took out (laughs) oh i mean like they had to take them out fair enough (laughs) like wasn't it like a huge stink that people kicked up about (laughs) wizards banning certain cards back in the day yeah well, that's what Alex is saying. Uh, they banned the card Crusade. They banned. Wizards I, I, they, the yeah, Wizards of the Coast, Coast banned, I think, Crusade, Crusade. Jihad. 
and a couple of other ones as well. I think Prejudice, <laughs> that was a, a card as well. There's a revised edition of Crusade. We removed this card image from our database because it has racist, cultural, offensive art, text, or combination here of racist and cultural sensitive art unaccepted and have no place anywhere. But it's a four and a half rated card. Four and a half out of five. Okay, so yeah, so I, I found some of the cards. One was Invoke Prejudice. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Crusade, Jihad, Cleanse, which is banned because it's a white card that ha- has the effect of all black creatures in play are destroyed. <laughs> uh, stone throwing devils um, Pradesh gypsies and mm-hmm. it, it, this one just says imprison uh, pay sure one of each art. time target creature attempts to attack block or tap that action is prevented the creature becomes tapped to destroy enchantment if mana is not paid yeah I don't see why that was <laughs> offensive about that one Pradesh Gypsies. Target creature gains minus two or two at the end of the turn. Stone throwing devils. Sometimes those with the most sin cast the first stone. Uh, and then you have Vocal Prejudice. Yeah, I, it's just basically like white hat motherfuckers. I mean, like. I, I definitely feel like the cleanse one, while I can both kind of understand what where people came from with that, it also seems like a bit dumb to me because of the fact that. It's not about, like, race. It's because the black cards tend to be about things like undead and plagues. Yeah, but yeah, it they, just seems- they call them black. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. It goes, it has that, that racist connotation to it in which they go, we can see a connection here. We yeah. see a, a straight line between here and there. That's we're getting rid of it. Yeah, Look, at the same G- time. G- G- Jihad is no, pretty, that, pretty that, open what, shot. That, yeah, but that's the what I mean is- by, I, and understand why they, how they came to the conclusion, but at the same time, like, well, it's, about, it's is- not about people. <laughs> Well, yes and no. It's not directly about people, but if you told me that many of the higher-ups in Wizards of the Coast are racist back in the 90s, I'd go, yeah, that sounds about right. So, <laughs> well, you're right. Yeah, there's a completely innocent um, explanation for it. Oh, well, no, it could be completely legitimate. Um, but both, so could the actually racist argument be legitimate as well. Sure. Look, oh, if, if GW was incredibly racist back in the day, then Wizards of the Coast was definitely if? incredible. No, 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 no. What about cleanse? Cleanse all black creatures in play are destroyed. That's not. That's that's just targeting a certain color. Yeah, how <laughs> racist there? So that that literal sentence. That's just targeting. Yeah, a I'm certain saving. The, color. I'm saving that quote, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like. <laughs> Even green and blue decks have like cards that specifically meant to counter a certain color deck. Can't be racist there. Oh my god! Yeah, just because it counters the red and the uh, and the blue deck doesn't mean the green doesn't mean the cards that counter the white and the black aren't inherently racist. This is why Alex is happy that there's no yellow color. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I'm happy there's no yellow what? color. Could you imagine, that is could you, no, could you imagine if Wizard of the Coast is like, yeah, so the colours we have for our cards is uh, white, black, yellow, and brown. <laughs> <laughs> and red, don't forget oh, red. That'd be so funny to do as a joke. Oh, that, okay. that'd 
That's a hundred percent. You know they're racist at that point. They're fucking. They're nineteen eighties GW racist. That's the thing. You do. You do those really questionable cards like Crusade, right? Mm. But you do it both ways. Like what in about- every possible direction, it's like, yeah, this is this has some uh, really negative connotations towards this one, but those guys have some really negative. Like it just, it's just everywhere. Oh, I see. I see where you're coming from. If everything is racist, nothing is. Yeah. See, see, in that <laughs> the, in the that Jayden aspect, argument. I think if you're doing something intentionally racist to all sides, I think that's one of the few times. Where you could lit- where I'd legitimately say you do need a racially diverse cast in the development. <laughs> right. So you just bring a, really on a bunch of subject. a bunch of people from all different ethnicities well, no, and backgrounds. They need to, they need to be on board from the start, go, right? Like you <laughs> pitch it. You pitch it exactly Holy how it shit. is. I'm going to do this kind of card game. Here's the four colors. We're going to do all these. I want to do all these. You know, racist innuendos in every way, and so I want to bring everyone on board to help me with this. I want because I, want- I don't want it to just be from my perspective. I want it to be an offensive joke for everyone at everyone. Right? If, if someone <laughs> is not is, offended, if you advertise if you advertise it that way, then the people who come on board will. You know, you could have people from different groups. But they'd all be on board with the idea in the first place. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's it's going if if everyone if someone is not <laughs> offended by this, we haven't done the job right. Also, like I, said, I never is think it's selling... going to happen, but I think I think it would be hilarious. Oh, it's never going to get made. No is selling a destroyed near mint volcanic island Magic Gathering card. Wait, sorry. What do you mean destroyed, destroyed near, near mint? mint? Destroyed near mint volcanic island for two hundred thirty-two Australian dollars. This person is an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> it's destroyed, but it's near. Like I, I don't understand it. it. It's destroyed, as in like I cut it in half with a pair of scissors. But the two halves are near mint. No, looks it's like not. Fuck, he's, looks like his picture. parents fucked on him. Like, look at it. It's like it's got like stains. It's yeah. It bent, looks like it's got it's a folded. stain, Is a bit cut out of it. Tape? Maybe a cigarette burn and tape. There's two nails <laughs> in either it's side, tape. and there's, 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 a, there's a safety top. pin something, holding something it together. Something obviously burnt down the bottom. Alex, it could be a stain, but I'm more <clears throat> I'm more suspecting a burn because the hard edge. The stains over the other. The, wait, the, wait, they're bobby pins holding it together. I just yeah. said that. There's safety, safety pins holding it together. There's, there's rusted oh ass God. nails on either side of the card. There's sticky tape over the top of the bobby pin. Uh, there's Dude, masking tape I, in the corner. If I got, if I pulled that out at a fucking, <laughs> at, at like a jewel, I'll get asked to leave. <laughs> you probably would. You, it's flat my, it fits in the card sleeve. That's the only. Okay, no. <laughs> It's flat, fits in the card sleeve, and is mostly legible. Look at this picture. I'm posting one of the pictures off because I opened up the link. Yeah. It's got like a mo- moss under it. Are these? Yeah. Are they just flat out nails? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's nailed to like a picture frame with plywood behind in it. So some motherfucker on Etsy selling <laughs> Magic Gathering Volcanic Island Destroyed 2021 Black M- What Black M- Black what mold? Black B L C K M T H. 
Uh, it'll be a cutlery like set code, probably. Look, it's well, got I'm fucking a... mold under it. It's like yeah. Why is there grass up. under it? What the fuck? You got like moss or something under it. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it just adds to the <laughs> the experience. I want to see how many sales that thing has made. Is anyone bidding? How the fuck does Etsy work? Is it like eBay? Do people bid on this shit? No, no Etsy no, is just it. individuals. Yeah, it's more that like people just selling their own shit. Someone's selling that one piece of shit. Has any? Are they selling multiple copies of that one piece of shit? He's also selling a destroyed, high quality uh, black quality. Lotus card for two hundred seventy-one Australian dollars. All right, now I and now I'm just pretty sure he's joking. Like yeah. he's intentionally the taking the piss. That's a hundred percent taking and the piss. Like, no, if it's someone destroyed. buys this, that's not my fault. I have been completely honest. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the description. <laughs> Cards will be similar to this one. I will create upon order and send you fo- progress photos. He's deliberately fucking up these cards. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely. Look, if he earns money off it, he deserves it. Like, give that dude some kind of job in marketing if he's actually selling these. <laughs> so what does he do? Does he print a fucking he black le- lotus and fucks he it up? He has a video of him destroying the cards, but Wait, in a meticulous a way. Yes. Uh, can I copy this? Right. Uh, so copy video so when address. he says near mint destroyed, he genuinely means it. It hasn't just been like, like he's randomly a video of him fucked destroying up. A card. Oh yeah, and he's like using a craft knife to do oh, it. Oh, he's actually like scratching it and like messing up the and roughing it up. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, in particular ways. Why? That's incredible. Why would you want this? That's so incredible. I'm so happy that exists, just so I could see it. He's got no shop reviews though. No one wants to buy one. Does not accept returns or exchanges. (laughs) Look, if you're going into that, you know what you're asking for. If you don't know what you're asking for, you're an idiot. Black Black Muff Co. is the name of his business. (laughs) Business? Business. He has a business in which he takes stuff (laughs) and ruins them. Puts it in a frame. (laughs) Great! Fantastic! Oh my god. It's gonna be a business. Destroy. Oh, he has a video. Uh, He has a Japanese illustration Pokemon card to which he. uh, He's videoing him destroying it, saying, Destroying something that people see as valuable has a nice satisfaction to it. This this is some sort of strange sexual gratification for him. It is. You are you are complicit in his kink. That's fucked. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, occasionally we talk about games on this gaming podcast. Be fair, that, was technically about a bo- that was technically about a card game. That was about a fucking off- crime against humanity. We started off talking <laughs> about war crimes, then we went to action, man. We started talking about war crimes, and then we actually went to war crimes. <laughs> we looped right back around. From talking about war crimes to watching someone commit them. We're not watching someone commit them. We'd be watching someone commit them if they were actually playing Magic. That's true. Uh, I haven't played Magic in a while, so... 
That said, you could be doing worse. I could be. Have you um, seen the current state of Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. It, it's it's always fun. Have yeah, they discovered true. deodorant yet? No. Or a shower? <laughs> that's why the rule is still in place. That's such a strategic move, though. <laughs> like, I don't think What's I don't this? think people go to Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, so Yu-Gi-Oh implemented a rule: is like, hey, look, if you it's, if you stink too bad, you, you are DQ from the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, you're DQ yeah. Totally. Because so what, what Yu-Gi-Oh players would do to psych their opponents out is they just wouldn't bathe for like a month before the fucking tournament. And then you have to sit in the stew. Yeah, so you, then you'd just be sitting in the stew. But the problem is everyone in the fucking venue was doing this. So it was less of sitting in the stew and more of bathing in the crock pot. Legitimate what? bio weapon. Yeah, a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament is a biohazard. And again, like so, are Smash tournaments. Yeah, but that's it's all about depending if kids are involved. <laughs> of but, course. Um, who do I want to pick on? Fucking Jaden. What are you doing with your gaming week? Uh, not Which- much. All right, cool. Yeah, Josh. After the past- <laughs> so, so this week, over the past month and a half, I. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, just the usual. I've been playing Grand Blue Fantasy in in the realm of fighting games. I haven't really been playing any uh, anything else. Grand Blue Fantasy has just become my fighting game of choice. Um, playing some more Chaos Gate for a bit. Still fun. Been loading up Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven again and seeing how that is at the moment. It's not bad. I quite. I'm having fun with it. That's fine. I still need to get back to the chaos game. I played like a few missions and I just haven't really played it since. <clears throat> Even though like I really enjoyed it. I just haven't gotten around to it. So that's just yeah. looking like mainly for like work and other reasons. But yeah, fair enough. Any anything new? Uh we've been playing Warhammer, and I think that covers like everyone here except Josh. And even you've been playing some, just nowhere near to the extent yeah. of Yeah rest of us yeah. everyone in our discord slowly get into warhammer yeah, i so told like you i was gonna drag warhammer them in 40K. i'm dragging well, to be everyone fair, in it wasn't there. hard to drag me in because again i used to play this game back in 2013 2014 i can i can so, genuinely be a hipster bad and i've got the white dwarf magazines to prove it so it, it wasn't less so much i dragged you into the rabbit hole it's more like oh hey check it out there's a rabbit hole over here and you're already at the bottom oh neat <laughs> Yeah, it's more. I I rocked up. Alex is digging himself in a hole. He's like, "Hey, looked up." Goes, "Hey, Jaden, we're playing 40k," and I'm like, "Yeah, my hole's over there." Nice hole. It's got a fucking pitch (laughs) tent. Everything. Yep. But I did manage to turn the tables on Alex for once. Mm -hmm. Um, because this time it was me annoying the shit out of him for asking like nagging for games every second hour yeah Yeah. (laughs) see alex this is what it feels like when you find a show you want someone to watch (laughs) i reciprocated i I joined you for a lot of those games you did and now we've both just kind of cooled down (laughs) like all right (laughs) still like playing but (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> like, give, give me five minutes to to tweak my list a bit. I still I still loving the Astraeus. It it is a Lord of War. It participates as a Lord of War, and I love it. 
just watching watching people commit two entire shooting phases to try and take that thing down is is great it gives all of my actual threatening units chances to get in close I'm talking about it. Stratus is a threatening unit itself. It's like 700 points of like 500. pure fucking weapon. Well, 500 it's, 550 points of pure weaponry. Foot, it's 550 points of a gun. Yeah, it's 550. It's 560 points upgrades. of guns. Yeah, that's with all of its upgrades. It's 560 points of guns. But yeah, like that's fine. But you, while you're focusing on the Astraeus, my Blood Angels melee infantry are rushing you. Yeah, but the thing about Astraeus is like you go, hey, look, I would just put this in the middle of the field and then you have to come to one of these objective points to at least like you know score mm-hmm. or you could just be tau oh no i played i played against tau today fucking steamrolled got the first turn pulled up uh red bracketed one of the tau rail guns second turn red bracketed the other i just washed my hands and went yep yeah, you got no fucking hope of killing this thing now how many points was the game? 2,000. Well, damn. What this actually translates to is both players mm. forgot that basically every team has a one command point stratagem to ignore the bracketing damage. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. The, uh, nope. Nope. Because uh, it's specifically for the Space Marines. It specifically names, uh, you're thinking of the, I think it's Power of the Machine Spirit. It says, use this stratagem in your command phase. Select one Adeptus Astartes Not machine you, dickhead. I'm model. talking about the Tau one. Oh, no. The ta- yeah, but the Tau player was also a dickhead. But yeah. yeah so that's what I Space said. Marines- that was the thing. You both forgot that the... Because you said, oh, I heavily bracketed the the Hammerheads. Both of you forgetting that he could pay one command point, buff its ballistic skill back up, and shoot the fuck out of you. <laughs> that's the it's part I was army. saying you forgot. It's not, it's not my army that's doing the shooting. I don't even know that fucking stratagem. It's not your army. Yeah. But on the flip side, I know most people's army better than them because if I don't, they're going to cheat accidentally towards themselves because <laughs> they haven't read an entire rule. Dude, the amount of times... Like Alex has heard, whenever anyone's talking about 40k in army lists, people are like, oh, I could do this. And I'm like, really? Because the rule explicitly says you can't. <laughs> like, fa- and it's not just once, it's like is, four uh, times in a single hour. And I'm like. My favorite one is, uh, okay, so my warlord is going to give this unit uh, re-rolls, re-rolls, uh, hit rolls of one. It's like, really? Is that unit core? I that's my default response if I don't know for uh, like if I don't know 100% it's like all right this one's going to is it a core unit just just oh, before just, you finish the sentence that aura only affects cores think, we all know it. it's the same aura every army gets so, I think I just remembered I had something similar happen when I was recent I was more recently reworking my um zinch army because mm-hmm. I realized that the uh zinch spell of flickering uh, flames doesn't add one to the wound characteristics or like the damage characteristics of a weapon. It allows you to add one to the wound rolls you make with that with shooting weapons. Yeah, wounds roll real, uh, not damage like, characteristic. Yeah, mm. for some reason, I I thought it was oh you it does one extra wound. an extra wound. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird wording. <laughs> 
It, I, I or, do I do think because they've started putting in... Because multi-wound weapons didn't used to exist. Like, the damage characteristic didn't used to exist. And the reason for right. this was because the... Generally, things had less wounds. Like, well, I mean, even up to 8th edition, uh, Marines only had a single wound. Fuck, Terminators only had one wound back when I used to play. Um, Just everything had much higher armor. But... Um, the bigger thing was there was heavy changes to how vehicles worked. Also, I'm going to go on a tangent about old school vehicle rules because I thought they were sick. Basically, so you know how at the moment with vehicles you can measure from the hull, right? Yeah, with the hover tank rule. Well, for any vehicle that doesn't have a base as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or, but regardless of vehicles, you measure from the base or the hull. Mm-hmm. depending on what rule you're using. With the old... This is back in 5th edition. <laughs> most vehicles... Uh, sorry, most units weren't allowed to split-fire their weapons. So you didn't see people taking, like, a LAS cannon in a squad of Marines, for example, because if they fired that, then all their bolt guns also had to fire at the same target, which meant if they were shooting at a tank... They didn't really do anything. Um, mm. But the other thing is... Uh, so tanks could were one of the few that could split fire. However, that's because every vehicle weapon had a gun arc from the gun itself that you're allowed to fire from. Top turrets could fire uh, full angles. The pintle-mounted guns on the front had a 45-degree angle on the front. You had your uh, 180 degrees on each side that the sponsons could reach. Like, literally where the actual guns could turn is where they could shoot, measured from the guns. So... That's why they could split fire, because you actually couldn't focus fire all your weapons on one target most of the time. (coughs) But on top of that... Tanks had uh, four facings. Well, three facings, really. They had front, side, and back, and they were split into quarters. And they had Mm -hmm. an armor value, which is effectively the number you needed to roll to injure them. Most vehicles had a different armor value for front, medium, and side. So bolt guns could do glancing wounds, and if you rolled well, a single bolt gun shot could immobilize a tank from the back, because most tanks had only 10 armor on the back. Because how it worked was when you hit a tank, you rolled a d6 and added your strength. If it was equal to the armor, it was a glancing hit, so you rolled on a damage table minus 2, and if it was higher, Mm. (laughs) then it was a full hit, and you just rolled on the damage table. Now, if, oh, I, if I remember the damage table, six was explode, five was um, six was explodes, five was wrecked, four was immobilized, three was a gun was destroyed of the controlling player's choice. Um, two, I think, was like stunned, so you had half movement and couldn't shoot for a turn, and one was shaken, so I think you had f- no. I th- uh, it was something like minus ballistic skill and half speed or something like that. Like the, the bottom two were negatives. The middle mm. two were <coughs> permanent damage and the top two were destroyed. Um, 
Yeah, but what that actually meant was because, like, a land raider had 14 armor to the front, if you were firing at it front on with an auto cannon, you physically could not damage it. Seven, seven strength weapon plus six was a 13. So it just did nothing. You physically yeah. could not do anything to it. Um, and I... <laughs> I'll be honest, I preferred the armor system. I don't know if it's actually any more balanced or not. I haven't thought that far ahead. I've got no idea how it would function in this edition. It was It's just my personal preference. And yeah, I just thought, I thought it was really cool because it made positioning much more important for those vehicles. Because at the moment in 9th edition, you just kind of move your vehicle and angle it wherever... Get line of sight. Well, wherever you get line of sight or wherever is more effective you know you'd move a vehicle up and then rotate it 90 degrees so you get more cover for whatever's coming out of it or things like that (laughs) you know stuff like that but um yeah if you want to do that like use tanks as cover and things like that then you'd need to actively think about okay which of my guns can fire from this angle does putting it on my side armor put me at risk from these weapons um, one I can say is a mock game because uh, rending the the rending special rule um, what it used to do was basically if you rolled a 6 to damage a vehicle it had other rules against infantry that I don't know but if you rolled a 6 to on your vehicle damage roll you added an extra d3 to it mm. um, so basically they had a chance for a lucky sniper shot to actually damage a vehicle Um but this was a point. This happened in one of uh, the games I played with my brother. He had a Predator tank and um, moved it just up. Just position con- it poorly? Well, no, he just he moved it up to contest an objective, which opened its side armor to my uh, small squad of Space Marine snipers. Mm. The side armor was one point left, or less, oh, one or two. I don't remember if it was 13 down to 12 or 13 down to 11. Regardless, <coughs> it opened it up for the snipers on a lucky shot from the sniper rifle to damage the tank. Fuck and, it up enough. And it did. So I fired the snipers, got one six on the wound roll, which I then rolled five on like to max out. Okay, it must have been armor 12. Or I'm thinking of the wrong tank. Because I rolled this 3 on a D3, and the sniper had a 3 base damage, so 3 plus the original roll of 6 plus another 3 was 12 for a glancing hit. Rolled a 6 on the damage table. Like I said, glancing hits, if you match their armor, had minus 2, so that took the 6 down to 4, which permanently immobilized his tank. And that makes a huge difference. Again, those permanent, um, those permanent damages because of the firing arcs, I was just saying. You know... Against a Predator, it's less important because their main gun is a turret gun on 360 degrees, right? Yeah. But if you immobilize a Vindicator, who's only got the front hull-mounted gun, which has got a small 45-degree angle in front of it, Mm. that could be just as effective as killing the entire vehicle. Yeah, you're pretty much immobilizing it and thus it becomes less of a threat. But you have to basically fuck up by putting your units in front of it at that point. Because if you put your units in front of it, then you pretty much deserve to die at that point. If you mobilize it and only have the front part of it exposed for which it only has a certain weapon. But they got rid of that a while ago, yeah. 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 Now, no, that was, that was ages the, ago. Uh, like I said, that was literally a decade. I don't know when it swapped over, but this was back in 5th edition. 
I personally I preferred that old version, like I said. I'm not going to say if mm. it's any more balanced or not. I just thought it was more interesting. Well, like they could uh, take those the, rules uh, into other That's games. the rule set they're currently using for the Horus Heresy. That's what I was going to say. Like they could probably use that in different <laughs> things. Well, that doesn't surprise me because Horus Heresy is a different rule set that was based on what sixth or seventh edition. Mm. They are they are introducing a new mechanic, which is reactions now. So you can now have reactions on shooting and shit like that. Uh, which I got the feeling, depending on how Horus Heresies go, they might introduce that in 10th edition. Like, just to sort of change things up a little bit, having reactions, so it's not always like a one-sided fight. It's like, okay, I have to, if I want to shoot this unit, I have to risk them having a reaction shot, which could completely immobilize my shit. Oh... It would try to alleviate okay, some uh, of the, uh, the if the this unit uh, who well, goes it, first. It, the alpha strike issue. I think reactions would be a really good addition. Mm. I personally really like how Kill Team does it, which is uh, alternating turns. So one person moves a unit, one person, you know, one each. And then some of the armies have like group activations, like with... Uh, the kill teams for Tyranids, for example, uh, whenever you activate a Tyranid or a Hormagant, you can activate a second one and move them both consecutively before your opponent gets to. Um, mm. That makes sense, but like, I haven't seen much of kill team. But no, I'm, I, not, I'm not sure the turn by turn would work as well in a full game rather than in kill team. Um, well, Kill Team's the, a lot smaller. Yeah, and that's why I'm not sure it'd work as well. But it's a similar rule that, you know, they're using for combat. So, you know, I don't know. But I do really like that reaction idea, having an option. The other reason I'm excited for it is the team I'm playing at the moment, the Jane Steeler Colts, have a gunslinger character, and I'm certain he's going to get a quick draw one, which will be cool. Oh, the fucking gunslinger. <laughs> the Kelomorph. He's yeah. sick. And try not to get hit by that because he can rack up some serious damage with just the gunslinger himself. Uh, there was also the wonderful <laughs> yeah, thing where no, Jaden brought I in the gunslinger. Alex has spec scan, so I popped mm. him up from Deep Strike three inches away from his librarian and he instantly just got shot off the board by a squad next to them that yeah. could shoot people coming from Deep Strike. I'm like, oh, yep, should have thought of that one. Especially since all I need to do is deploy him behind the squad. I just deployed three inches further back. And it would have mm. been fine because Lookout Sir would have blocked it because it still needed to be an eligible target. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of shit you have to deal with. I'm pretty sure like Tyranids have a few units would let you do <sighs> the uh, Auspex scan ability without having to cost a CP. I think. I haven't checked too much with the new Codex. But other than Warhammer, is that it? Yeah, pretty much. Alrighty, uh, Josh, what about you? Um, I honestly can't remember what I was doing when we did, last did this, but I think since then, uh, I have I bought, started, and finished uh, Hitman Free. Mm -hmm. um, as has been said, I did um, play some. I've been playing some Warhammer occasionally, not nearly as much as these guys. Um, and. 
I've tried starting a Nuzlocke a couple of times, I think. But other than that, I don't really think I've been doing that much out of the ordinary for Nuzlocke me. Nuzlocke as in like Pokemon? Yeah, I've been specifically Pokemon Y. Okay. Uh, is I, X and Y like generally hated? I don't remember, but I don't mind them. I think it's most because I, I haven't played them in a while and stuff that I want to try and do it specifically. No, X and mm. Y aren't hated. It's just everyone considered them a step down. Because from what I've heard, people considered black and white to be so good. I Which is something I find a bit of a shame because I, I think I mean, I've I know lost nothing my about copies that. of Pokemon so. Black and White. So what made you want to do a Nuzlocke? Just shits and gigs? Well, basically, I've just been seeing like YouTube videos about it. So I'm like, you know what? I should give one of those a go. Fair so enough. I decided to. And I think that's another thing that's kind of a bit good about X and Y, though, is that you do get two starter Pokemon. Two? Oh, that's right, because yeah, it's a you get dual the, combo thing, yeah. Yeah, because you get the um, normal starter for the for the generation, but also the Professor partway through gives you the uh, Kanto starter. Hmm. Yeah, fair. And it also has Mega Evolution, which, well, I think I think it was the first like gimmick that was added to a Pokemon game, like the real a real gimmick. Because mm. I think it went like Mega Evolution, Z moves, or, or whatever it was called. I can't remember. I think it's and now it's like Gig the Gigantamax. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> played a Pokemon game since Platinum. I keep reminding myself I need to finish Pokemon Clover. <laughs> like, <laughs> that one, <laughs> that one's fucking great. But I, I've gotten to like the second gym link. Like, there's the companion you get in, well, not companion, your rival character is like an edge lord, and then the other character is just like an autistic kid, <laughs> and it's fucking it's just like the kids. So just it's like, like Hugh from Pokemon. Black and White 2 and Barry from Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. I, I could not tell you. <laughs> I really don't know. That's what it but sounds I'll, like to me because, like, Hugh from the Pokemon Black and White 2 was pretty edgy as a rival, and Barry was just an absolute spastic. <laughs> like, from what, I've, from what I've heard, people liked Barry as a rival only because they liked kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> Like, he was just annoying. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, it's just one of those games you've got to get around into. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, other than that, I've considered a couple of times trying to do a second playthrough of Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, but I've because there's a date for the, enhan the Enhanced Edition and the last DLC, which I think are coming out together, I've decided like to postpone that yeah. until then. Oh, is the DLC in two weeks? Okay, no. Oh, like that. Wasn't, wasn't it in the end of this month? Uh, I'm pretty sure the Enhanced Edition was September 29th. Uh, maybe it was so the end of next month. So what's Enhanced Edition? Wrath of the Righteous. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, because the Mythic Paths had a lot of, like, kind of branching quests and slight story changes and stuff. I kind of feel like I want to do another playthrough because I want to see how different it is and stuff. Like, I've got, like, the original, the 
Kingmaker. Parfait and Kingmaker, yeah. But I, I kind of really want to hold out for the Warhammer variant that's coming out soon. Yeah, that's... Yeah, uh, Rogue Trader. Rogue Trader, that's it. Yeah, so really it's made by the that same one. people, yeah. Some okay. of the companion because choices I... in Rogue Trader make little sense. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So, I can definitely agree that makes no sense because I, just like Alex, like judging things off one trailer with no knowledge of the game's story or really any backstory of what a rogue <laughs> trader is. So, you don't just you, think, please. Like, one you're gonna, you're legit, you're legit gonna sit here and go, oh, yeah, an Adeptus Sororitar, like a, a legitimate battle sister and a space wolf are going to be part of a rogue traders gang. Depends. On yeah, it depends. How is one member of the fighting force of the Ecclesiarchy going to depend, get permission to join depend, the rogue traders? Alex. No, no, no. It depends on who is in control. Trader is? Yeah. They're the pirates of the 40k universe. No, they're not. They are. Okay, let's have a look at the Warhammer the closest 40K thing. The closest thing they are to is privateers. Basically, they're agents, official agents of the Imperium that have yeah, a would... warrant that allows them to basically disregard quite a few of the Imperium's general laws. And they're the ones that front the expansion of the Imperium into new worlds. That's what a rogue trader is. Okay, so this is actually off the like Warhammer 40k like Reddit, uh, not Reddit, um, wiki. Like, wiki. I'd hope they not. are hereditary <laughs> imperial servants and nobles, given a starship, a crew, and sometimes a contingent of space marines in very rare cases, or troops of the Astra Militarum and Carta Blanche to roam those worlds of the galaxy that still lie beyond imperial control or knowledge. So okay. they mm-hmm. literally, as Jaden said, they are basically space privateers that work for the Imperium of Man. Yeah, so that explains the singular space wolf. Still does not explain the one the Ecclesi- the Ecclesiarchy's fighting force of the of the Sister of Battle, or and two also does not explain the Eldari sniper. Okay, I'm going to make two counterpoints here. One, <laughs> my first counterpoint is the first one I made. You've seen a one and a half minute trailer. Yes. This is a story based RPG. You've got no fucking clue how to how it fucking All comes can to play me. out. Two, I'm pretty sure I just specified that they're they've got a specific warrant that makes them be able to ignore and unaffected by a lot of the general laws in the Imperium. There's a good chance they could actually requisition a Sister of Battle. If they so Make chose to. This is, I seriously doubt that's how they're going to do it. The story is going to have an actual reason for them joining, but that's possible. Thirdly, you are aware that there's an Eldar working in the Sisters of Battle. No, there is an Eldar working with uh, the Ultramarines as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, that's that's not questionable at all. There are multiple counts of that happening. Even if it's even if it's just a temporary ally, like for the time of the story, that makes it even more consistent because the Eldar do that all the fucking time. We when, we, it, when it benefits them. Of course when it benefits the fucking Eldar. Well, no, no, but no, no. We, this, this, what, this we live in, in a world post Dawn of War Three. When a Warhammer forty k when a Warhammer forty k game comes out, you gotta question everything just in case it's another Dawn of War Three. Because so the like, past five Warhammer forty k games that came uh, to come out since Dawn of War Three, but one one of them was a lane defense game. 
Another one was a fucking gotcha game. Then there was another two that were downright horrendous. And then we're just ignoring Space Marine. Uh, Space Marine Chaos coming Gate. out. Chaos Space Marine 2 is not out. Uh, Death Watch. So it's what? Uh, the Mechanicus Space Marine 2 game. Not count. The, Mechan- the Mechanicus game, I haven't played, Mechanicus, but I hear good things no. about it. Yeah. Mechanicus Gla- is good. Gladius was uh, 50 Sorry, could, 50. So could you repeat your original claim of the last five <laughs> games that have come out of being shit? I said the, no, I said the last five games. Fucking ass I said, again. The, fucking clean the dick out of your ear. I said the last five games to come out after Dawn of War 3. Were yeah. all fucking terrible. Every uh, si- I, of those five games to come out were well, fucking horrendous. I think horrendous. there's been a lot more than just five, but let's have a... Okay. Yeah, because okay. Warhammer so 40K, 40K does not have the most stellar track record games of consistently good games. Okay, I just looked a bit further into this, and apparently the warrant of trade that a rogue trader is given, basically, like, it, it says... Uh, that uh, as a warrant of trade that elevates them to a level of imperial authority and status equaling that held by space marine chapter masters, inquisitors, and imperial planetary governors. Whatever that means, I don't know much about the Imperium of Man and Warhammer. Uh, so let's have a look at the games that come out in the last five years. You'd see, well, after Dawn of War 3. Where's Dawn of War 3 on this fucking list? Uh, you look at the same list as Dawn me, there's been 2. 22 Warhammer games come out. So yeah, Alex, there's probably five bad ones in there. Eternal there's Crusades, been 22 goddamn Space games come out. World War Three. There we go. 2017. Um, let's go. Let's go. Ones that are actually known, like Inquisitor Martyr and stuff like that, aren't really that big. Uh, Space Holes Tactics, same. So Mechanicus, uh, Warhammer 40k Mechanicus came out. That was a good one. Uh, Battlefleet Gothic Armada Two was fairly good. Uh, Necromunda Under Hive Wars was not good. Uh, what's another one? Battle Sisters, I hear, is okay. Is, is that that VR tech demo? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Warhammer 40k Lost Crusade. Yeah, that's the gacha game. Yeah. Uh, Necromunda Hired Gun. That's the same as Under Hive Wars. It's just a. No, no, it's Hired Guns, the first-person shooter. It's the Doom, oh, right, right. Was the third-person shooter. Yeah. 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 Uh, Battle Sector was good. Yeah, Battle Sector was good. Uh, now we have Dark Tide, which hasn't been released yet. Waiting on it. Why is why is that in 222? Okay. Uh, Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. Yeah, that one was very good. Uh, and that's the and newest we to have come out. And then we have Tacticus, Space Marine 2, Rogue Trader, and Bolt Gun. Yeah, we're waiting on. Yeah, so... Bolt Gun is the, is the Doom clone. Like, the so straight-up Doom out clone. Of, in all honesty, Alex is right, where I'd say 80% of that list is pretty bad because there's a lot on that list, but there are still good ones on that list that came out. Yeah, See, the, and good as that, the good ones that are on the list are still good. I, I heavily dis- disagree with what you were saying because a lot of those stuff is the issue that's got nothing to do with a 40K game and it's got to do with the fact that Games Workshop give out their license to fucking everyone that asks. But because Games well, Workshop Alex, gives out their shit to everyone Alex. that asks... No, you get we have RPG Alex, Maker. Alex, the point you're about to make is invalid because we know who did them, and Alcat Game has already done two high quality 
RPGs. Now, mm-hmm. if we're talking about, and they're very good at following and using lore and writing companions. They're the two things that they get highly praised for. The story I'm confident is going to be fucking great. The thing we need to watch out for is how many months after release will the game be finished? <laughs> Alex, <laughs> like, I think the game's going to be great. The question is when. Eventually. The question Alex, is when. I'm drafting, I'm drafting up an email right now. <laughs> we mm. have RPG Maker, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think we do. <laughs> oh, no. We <laughs> could just do a Warhammer RPG game, ask Games Workshop to be like, yeah, oh, all good, <laughs> and then see how we go. Yeah, let's see if they take it. Well, let's, let's see if there's a process in terms of. Um, uh, I 100 percent know that Kenny has Warhammer 40k. Uh, Kenny has license. RPG Maker because I don't, and it's in my library. <laughs> <laughs> How much would it cost to license the Warhammer 40k IP? Yeah, but just talking about like half a coffee trader makes me want to play. Um, top top rated the classic case of you had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Tree yeah, I, was City. Talking, I was talking about Rogue Trader though. Reminds me about uh, that. I kind of want to try playing um, Warhammer Quest Blackstone Fortress sometime again. Blackstone Fortress is fun. I played. It's it. been a while it's, since I played it. Well done. Like years, but yeah, it's really fun. Hold up. Don't care about you. Uh, intellectual property guidelines. Warhammer Beyond the Tabletop. Guidelines do not constitute formal approval or authorization of any fan content or waiver of the digital legal rights. We reserve the rights to change these guidelines at any time. Fan fiction, hobby books, and magazines, fan art, again, fan sites are different, but there are infringements. Zero tolerance policy, zero tolerance policy on counterfeit models, Im, uh, imitation models, recasting, 3D printing, illegal downloads, unauthorized use of the trademark, fan films and animations, and games and apps. Bruh, I want to. I want to. I want to make a game for you I just, guys. I'm going to put this in the 40k chat. Ev- everyone can go ahead and look at it. All right. Mm. This this is officially licensed by GW. This is a real thing that they made. Well, not they made, but it's a real thing that got yeah, the 40k license. Yeah, the fucking Plants vs Zombies bullshit. Yeah, the storm of shit. They're getting money out of it. That's yeah. literally all they care I reckon- about. I reckon if we did a Warhammer 40k RPG maker game, it would do well because uh, let's go Warhammer. Let's just see if even if it's 40k RPG maker. Uh, Warhammer 40k fans. Oh, there's fucking Warhammer 40k Freeblade. That's another mobile game they came out with where you play as an Imperial Knight. And the, the whole game is literally just fucking QTEs. Some guy posted five years ago, me, myself, and one other are working on a 40k RPG game. If you're interested in joining my team, message me. Edit. Plans to create concept, pitch it to Games Workshop, but do not plan on releasing anything without GW's consent. Edit. As of right now, I haven't heard anything from GW, so I'm not making the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I messaged, I messaged GW. They said no. Well, they didn't say anything, so that's the end of it. What the fuck game's that? Well, that's a, well, it's a uh, fucking, I think it's, I legit just read out the name. I fucking forgot what it is. Why is a fucking, a orc truck the size of a titan? Uh, yeah, because 
That's not that's not a Titan. That's a knight. So it's about up to comes up to a Titan's knee. Yeah, but knights are still bigger than a truck. Knights are still fucking huge, but they're way bigger than a fucking truck. Yes, but uh, that's not that's not the only thing that doesn't make sense in that fucking game. It depends what knight. That's a knight Castellan. Yeah, and I can tell him that they're that low, but that's actually a pretty right size for an Armager. And the weapon actually looks like the Hel- Armagers. But it is a Nike. Have, fuck it, I'm going to actually find you some gameplay. I saw some gameplay of that fucking game. It is the stupidest uh, no, thing I don't you've care. ever seen. Like, I, I'm not going to play that, <laughs> have, and I don't have, care. You shouldn't play that because I fucking. Have you ever. Alex, I've seen one screenshot of it. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> so, have, can you imagine <laughs> a fucking Knight Castellan throwing a karate kick? Yeah, that'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, I what feel, they do in that game. <laughs> I feel motivated to do an RPG maker of Warhammer. <laughs> well, get the license if they get back to you ever. Oh, no. Didn't you just say they already got back to him and said no? No, they just no, haven't gotten back to him. They never, they never yeah, got back it. to the guy. Oh. So he's like, uh, he's like, I haven't heard from anything from GW, oh, so that's a no. <laughs> like, legit, where it's like, I haven't, any, I haven't heard anything back from them, so I'm just going to work on something original. And that's a screenshot of Lost Crusade. The the, the Warhammer 40k gacha game. Mm, I did see that, yes. Yep. God damn it. Fuck it. Like, obviously, obviously they can't just give out the license to just anybody. Really? But they, but they act like they sort of have. <laughs> no, no, no. They don't give it out to the big companies they ask. Only the B-grade ones. So if I go, they're like, hmm. Warhammer. Oh, that's, that's, that's the menu scene. That's what, that's what it looks like in, in game, though. Oh, yeah. Look, look at them. A whole seven polygons between them all. Hold up, what are we looking at? Holy shit, that's fucking bad. Oh yeah, that looks kind of that looks kind of flat. You want to, you want to explain to me how a Primaris Librarian is the same size mm-hmm. as a Redemptor Dreadnought? Yes. Uh, no. It's not that bad for a mobile <laughs> game. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Alcat wants to come out with a banger six months after the game's release, that's fine. I'll just buy the game six uh, six months after its release. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty sure between me and Josh, we'll have someone who buys it before you. I can tell you when it's fixed. <laughs> or, Is the game working yet? Or hopefully they'll actually have it fixed by release because they got a lot of backlash. They didn't get much on Kingmaker because it was their first game. Like, they did, but they had a small following. And by the time mm. a lot of people got into it, a lot of the bugs were fixed. Like, a lot of them weren't, but it's kind of the case that a lot of people were saying about, funnily enough, Cyberpunk 2077, because that came out as a shithole, and everyone was going, holy shit, this is bullshit. And, like, a lot of the people who got Witcher 3 on release was like, yeah, I kind of expected this. You guys didn't get Witcher 3 on release. That's how they got popular, was Witcher 3 after its shitty release Uh. window. (laughs) Because <laughs> it was, from what I've heard, Witcher 3 was a shithole on release as well. I heard nothing about the Witcher 3 on release. I did. I heard it was a broken mess. But 
So yeah. You know, so <laughs> I'm and it feels kind of like a similar thing with this one where Kingmaker they didn't really have much attention of them on them, and yeah they did get backlash and they fixed the games, but their following didn't exist until it was much better than it was on release. Wrath of the Righteous, that wasn't the case. And it came out to a much bigger following because everyone had found Kingmaker, Kingmaker and CRPGs were exploding again with things like, well, A, Kingmaker, but also things like Baldur's Gate. Um, yeah, so between the couple of them... It wouldn't surprise me if the heavy backlash they got from Wrath of the Righteous would actually just make them Spur release them at a better point. Fix, yeah, make um, sure the release is fine. Or they could conversely just not give a fuck. No, the reason I say especially because is... Um, I think people are going to be a lot more... a lot harsher on them. Right, because there was a lot of mm. it's beta, mm. it's early access. You get what I mean? Kind of Yeah, it's buggy, but it's a beta. Oh yeah, it's buggy. I think I think people would have a lot less tolerance for that. Not necessarily at the start, but you know, when you're getting a month or a month and a half out from a release and people are going, This isn't gonna be I think people would take more stock in that and actually, like I said, be uh, less willing to be just tolerant about it. All right, so... Of the three Warhammer 40k games, the big ones that are coming out, which is Space Marine 2, Darktide, and uh, Rogue Trader, I'm hoping all of them are gangbusters on release. Yeah, like I, 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 I don't expect the them best. to be, but I'm hoping they are. And it's just that's just the sad state of the industry. I'll be honest, I'm I'm pretty confident. Like I said, I'm pretty confident Rogue Trader will be a good game. I don't know whether it'll be good on release. Like I said, but I'm pretty confident it'll be a good game at some point. <laughs> it'll be good eventually. I don't want to hear good eventually. Well, that's uh, that's the games industry in uh, twenty twenty. Uh, it sucks. That that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna but I'm launch bad. it now. Patch it later. Pre-orders. Ahoy! All of, all of this happened. All of this can be traced back to a single fucking horse. It. it <laughs> yes. Uh, Not really. But also. So, yeah, so it yes, can, but also it can no. be tracked back to that. However, um, it could be tracked back to that, but it would have happened anyway. Yeah. Kind of feels like an inevitability at this point. Oh, my God. That's that's so free. What, um, what are you doing? So in, in the meantime, I found a program that takes images and pixelates them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just taking images of space marines of the models and then pixelating them. And it's so free. Hold up. If Why? I, if I sh- <laughs> what purpose does this serve? RPG maker. 
So if I go to this, if you want to yeah, fucking people, people at home are going to see this. But like this, this bullshit. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. <laughs> I can reduce it to a little bit. What the fuck? It's actually so fucking cursed. You have no idea. Yeah, one but that's like, awful, and two you need actual. You need to match the sprite level yeah. of the rest of the game, and actually have sprites that work for a uh, movement and all of that. Like this, this would be more of like for on like a in, a, in, a bat- in a battlefield scenario so like Look, if in, in the middle of a fight if you want to make actual, a like- fucking 40k game mm-hmm. all right we both have unity or unreal we'll pick one and, and learn it and we'll just redo dawn of war except we'll take a look at dawn of war 3 and just commit to doing none of that Bang. like that's one Success. thing I didn't understand is why why like they couldn't just do Dawn of War three. Yeah, the issue the issue with Dawn of War three was they took parts from Dawn of War one and two, but they took the wrong parts from both of them. So- <laughs> they they focused too much on the heroes in the game because Dawn of War three is literally just fucking oh it's it's a hero game. The heroes just make your whole fucking army. It's like fuck off. Are we playing Dawn of War or are we playing a fucking MOBA? Dude, a 40k MOBA what? would be sick. They Didn't they try that and it failed really badly? No, they, no, they tried, tried an, an MMO, MMO and that disappeared. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, is that your week, Josh? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that went on longer than the actual gap between the fucking recordings. Like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what about you? Uh, I bought Songs of Conquest. Just, it's just starting off of that. Yep. Uh, it's re- yeah, I played it. It's really fucking good. <laughs> nah, I just bought it. Nah, I bought it. I played it. It's really fucking good. It scratches it, it, that it, Heroes it. of Might and Magic itch that I've been wanting to scratch for literally fucking years because all of the latest heroes of might and magic games look like they were made by someone on deviant art and they're really fucking bad i like um, one of the only people that liked heroes for yeah probably and then uh, people looking got- back on it went no it wasn't that bad because five and six were so incredibly awful <laughs> uh also got stardew valley so i've been uh playing through that uh fucking Indie, indie darling, simp farming simulator, um, mm-hmm. because that psychopath we call Seth also comes into this Discord, has been forcing me to play it with him. Uh, yeah, forcing. forcing. Yeah, forcing. Gun to your head, bags of money, forcing. Yeah, uh, Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. It's fucking sick. Uh, got back into Warframe because Josh threw a picture of a werewolf Warframe at me with giant wolf heads and claws and shit, and, and also tits. gigantic yeah. fucking tits. <laughs> Yeah, I feel Saving like you're the, the, like the main point, Alex. Saving yeah, the best part for last, so I'm back on Warframe. Uh, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen has been an ongoing thing because it's subscription-based and I will be getting my money's worth, goddammit. Uh, playing for- Warhammer 40k with everyone else through Tabletop Simulator. Uh, I quit Destiny 2 again because while Destiny 2 is not bad, it's also not good. So getting the fuck out of there. Uh, okay. You'll be yeah. back. I'll, I'll probably come up. But yeah, I'll probably come back when they come back with a more interesting gimmick Stuck for the season. Him. I'll come back for two weeks and then fuck off again. But yeah, that is uh, that's pretty much it for my uh, month-long week. 
What about you, Kenny? Yeah. Well, I've got a fucking a bit of a laundry list, so I will burn through them real quickly. Uh, in terms of games, uh, I've been playing, for the most part, just GDFO. Uh, Rundown 7 was released, and me and the uh, GDFO boys have been giving that a whirl. Um Overall experience is really good. It's really good rundown. Uh, the first levels of each uh, area, so you got your A, B, C, and D. First levels are fairly easy, except for D. D was fairly difficult. Um, and then they get real fucking hard, like immediately really fucking hard, which is great. Um, and then they reintroduce the E level, which is a level they didn't have in Rundown 6. They had it in Rundown 5 and Rundown 2. Rundown 2 and Rundown 5, I don't think they had it in Rundown 4. But uh, E-level is essentially like the most difficult, like the most challenge. So let's go R4, E1, maybe? No, that's a Star Wars character. Uh, GTFO <laughs> rundown. Type, you typed in a fucking bunch of letters and numbers and spat you back a robot from Star Wars. It did. I fucking, I bet you that's going to happen for the rest of it. Uh, no, even R4 had... Did R4 have E? Yeah, R4 had E. So E is essentially like the challenge, the creme of the creme of the rundown. And this one was... Uh, kind of disappointing but also very challenging because the, wor- the worst part about the E level in Rundown 7 of GTFO is that it's kind of luck-based. And I say kind of luck-based because uh, at the very end of the level, you have to essentially stealth through a whole bunch of rooms uh, without waking them up and where enemies are positioned are these rooms as uh, is RNG. So uh, it, you can't you it, me, can't do runs and kind of learn them and plan them out. You can't plan them out, and there's no checkpoint. So if you fail the mission, you start from the very beginning. Uh, so we, 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 me and a few friends, we got like the first eighty percent down to a T, where we can just smash out the first eighty percent so quick and easy without any sort of issue. The challenge that they introduced in the first part of E1 is that there is an enemy called a tank. It has all these tumors on its back that you need to shoot and kill to kill the tank. Um, The challenge of E1 to begin with was a tank that can't die. You constantly have to deal with a tank for the first, I'd say, 40 to 50% of the level. Now, the first couple of rounds- irritating. Well, the, well, the first couple of runs is like, okay, we need to deal with this and this is how we do. And then the next couple of runs is like, it's we've literally dealing with the tank in such a way where the tank's challenge just is obsolete now. Like yeah, the tank you basically, is no longer- you get a strategy working and then you don't need to think about it again. Yeah, 100%. The tank, like, like when I first did the level, it was like a whole shit sort of thing. And the next couple times over the level, it was like, all right, here we need to try and figure a way to deal with the tank. And then once you f- 
like figured out that way the deal with the tank becomes a solved problem like it's no longer a factor in the difficulty anymore because it's just solved kind of like uh in terms of like speed running it's like once you find a very the most effective like path possible that's a solved problem it's all about just working on that solved problem to get as much time shaved off as possible like yeah you could be like a a second better or sort of stuff but the problem solved you no longer have to worry about trying to do that way more effectively it's all about just getting it done and that's how the tank became so like the 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 invulnerable tank the tank that can't die was fun for like the first couple of times and then it became a non-factor ah. and so like like the new rundown like has introduces like some good old uh how can i put it some things that are fairly interesting like in i think c3 of the rundown you don't get to shoot anything like for the most for 90 percent of the level you have no ammunition you start off with zero ammunition and you have to go through this entire level dealing with all the fucking rain of enemies with no ammunition and that was like a really fun thing to do and then we have in e1 of this rundown it's just like all right we have this tank and then we have essentially once you're done with the tank you have a reactor so once the whole tank situation is done you now need to go through a whole bunch of rooms which are filled with scout or charger scouts uh mothers and a big mother so Charger scouts are regular scouts to spit out the tentacles. If you touch the tentacles, it will alert everything in the vicinity and spawn a wave of enemies. So they'll throw maybe like one charger scout in the starting area and then they'll throw maybe like two or three in the next couple of rooms and you have to avoid those scouts because if they wake anything up in the room, you are fucking done. There is no coming back from that. Like it's essentially a run ender waking up a scout. And because right. they are Charger Scouts, Charger Scouts have more health, meaning you can't just send someone over to kill the Scout itself. Uh, you need your team to kill the Scout and to kill it before it alerts anyone. So usually what we do is you get sea foam and you just like pepper it with sea foam until it's completely frozen up and then you could all kill it and then be done with it. But in these rooms you also have to circumnavigate uh sleepers which are your common enemy uh babies which are like a smaller version of the common enemy but they're a lot more alertive so you can wake them up much easier and it alerts the entire room so it's just better to just ignore the scouts ignore the enemies and just walk through uh and then you have like a big mother big mother spawns more enemies has more health sort of situation like you don't want to fuck with her like straight up like you can't freeze her in place in the in the amount of time it takes because it takes a lot of seafoam to do that so essentially that entire area to the reactor is do not wake up anything you wake up anything that's it we gotta either restart the run or see where we are after recovering and then you have a reactor section which you need to go into separate areas to get codes to restart the reactor so the reactor goes on a four uh it's like a four system where 
you have the reactor startup, which you have waves of enemy come in, you have to defend. And then you have like a one to two minute period in which you need to go into another area, find a code, and then enter that code into the reactor to start the next wave. If you miss, if you miss the wave, if you miss the wave, then you just have to um, just ignore it. Like, just don't like. You have to redo the wave again, and that's frustrating because you lose resources. 100% lose resources, lose health, ammo, and all that sort of stuff. So essentially, you need to fight a wave, find the code, enter the code, do that four times. Unfortunately, oh no. uh, the fourth code is all the way back near the starting area through the areas where you need to be extremely quiet. If you wait, so you have to go through all those rooms with the scouts, with the mothers, with the babies, and not alert them on a time frame this time. You have Uh, to go from the, yes, you have to go from the reactor past those rooms that you have to stealth through to get another code. And you need to do that in five minutes, uh, which is very difficult to do. And once you get that code, the invincible tank spawns. Meaning you can no longer stealth through those sections again. You have to fucking book it and book it hard because uh, one, everyone needs to make it back to the reactor to do a team scan to get to the extraction. And secondly, like you have to hope to fucking God that you don't die on the way back to the reactor. And that's like, that's the, that was the really challenging part was. And there's no real possible way. Like in the bits you said, you have to sneak through. There's no real way to clear that. No, because they respawn. Oh, right. So, right. Now I remember you said that. Yes. Yes. So, um, uh, GDFO has respawn rooms in which, uh, a room that's a respawn room, if you clear everything out and then move two rooms away, that room will now respawn with all the enemies back in it. Like same enemy, same position sort of deal. So you can't clear it out because as soon as you go through, uh, they respawn again. And so it's just not worth the resources. Right, it's very and specifically it takes a two long. room. Uh- Yes, and it takes too long to do. Like I said, you've got five minutes to go from the reactor and then go through like these four rooms, four or five rooms that are filled with like enemies quietly to get the code and then you got to run back because the tank is following you. The tank essentially is an automatic alert, meaning like... If you it could runs slow the tank through the the sleeping people, it'll automatically wake them up. It will automatically wake them up, and it will keep attacking you. It's an automatic alert, so you have to run all the way back through those sleeping rooms, and then just hope the fucking god that no one dies on the way back. So how we did it is we had two people stay in the reactor. And then two people go to get the last code. One person with a seafoam launcher to seafoam any sort of uh, scouts that get in the way. Uh, and then just hope to fucking God that we can make it through. And we did. It took like 20 tries, but we got there. And we Look. got this fancy hat for it. 
a fancy yeah. hat, a fancy hat for it. And yeah, so essentially, like the start of the rundown was fairly easy. We got through it fairly quickly, and it was just the E level that was very difficult. Now, when it comes to doing the E levels in GDFO, you need a team you can trust. You cannot go into public matches and try and do it there because holy shit it is fucking horrendous doing it with public matches like as, me, as is doing a lot of high-end content with randoms yes as is doing and, x <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's it's the thing it's like there's so much shit you need to worry about and not knowing another person's play style or like communicate because like we have me uh, I have me and three others. So I have me, we have a guy called Perverted Bagel, Explosion, and the Real Slim Sandwich. And we do, we basically did a majority of the rundowns. Like we, ba- that's our sort of crew that we do the GDFO rundowns with. Sometimes we would go and do some public stuff with like, you know, the, the lower levels. Um, but as soon as it gets to like the D tier and especially E tier, you can't do it with public people. Like, especially when, uh, because I was, I still hadn't completed E tier yet and my friends like Bagel and all that stuff weren't available. I'm like, you know what? I'm a fucking try public matches. And it was like the most antagonizing four minutes of my life. Yeah, so just, just oh. the level of coordination and communication you need just isn't possible with a group of people you don't know. Yeah, because we use the GTFO, GTFO Discord in which we basically have rooms that we can all fit into and talk. Uh, even then, like, the people that I found just were not skilled to play. And, like, because you can't access the E level without completing uh, A through the D levels. You have to complete every other level to get to E level to unlock it. So when I'm ho- but if you're hosting an E level, anyone, even if you haven't completed any parts of the rundown, you can join that E level just as long as someone has access to it. So I'll be getting a lot of people go, yeah, I've I've done A one B one, like I I can do D, I can do E level. I'm like, no, you can't. No, you fucking can't get out. <laughs> yeah, like, like the the it's not the skill <laughs> level. Oh, sorry, the difficulty spike. Like I said, it's not it's not something like just being rude or going. No, it's it's just that the difficulty level is spikes so heavily, so much steeper. Yeah, that it like, really is a case of you do not need to, to work yourself up that far to properly. Yeah. So like we, I remember just having a go of one like some randoms I found, and we couldn't even get past like the first scan because people just didn't know how to deal with a a tank, uh, a new enemy called the grabber, which fucking guess what it does, <laughs> and uh, hmm. and just hmm. regular waves. Hmm. So like, so you have to deal with all these extra things and these people don't know how to. So I'm like, all right, we need to do this, that and everything else. And people just dying like the first scan. And that's when you know you're in for a bad time. If people are just dropping on the first scan. Now the first scan, mind you, it's not easy, but it's the easiest bit of the level. It's the easiest bit of the level. And, 
even like doing random matches with uh, lower level things, I knew I wasn't going to complete a run a uh, mission if people are dropping on the first can. Like yeah. I'm sitting there, like I like, here's I'm explaining to these people because they haven't done it before. I'm like, here's how we do this: we do it this and do that, and et cetera, et cetera. And this, this is how we get past it. And then people are just dropping. People are burning through ammunition and that sort of stuff. I remember being Bagel, uh, decided to do some pub matches for E1, public matches for E1, just for shits and gigs. We knew we weren't going to complete it, 100%, but we want to get some practice in where we could. And, oh, my God, these people are insufferable. <laughs> so, like... The first guy that we dealt Not with came in. because they're bad, but because they're bad and confident. So. <laughs> you're confusing, confi- you're confusing so, uh, confidence with arrogance there. So. Um, well, we no, had this one guy. Because arrogance is just un- unfounded confidence. It's still confidence. Mm. So we had this Asian guy come in who hadn't completed uh, C tier or D tier. And then we had a guy who had completed C and D tier, just hadn't completed E tier. And there is a part of the level where you have to go up against two tanks, not invulnerable tanks, but two tanks. And you still have the invulnerable tank walking around. So you have to dedicate one person to that tank to babysit that tank away from the group while we deal with the two tanks we can kill. And this guy would just drop like a sack of shit to these tanks, like as soon as they came out of the door, just fucking get downed immediately. And we're like, Jesus fucking Christ. So it's just, instead of having three people dealing with two tanks, we now have me and Bagel having to deal with these two tanks each while also trying to revive the third person. And so we're waiting for opportunities to get to this down person in order to, like, to revive them, but we have tanks on us which are super strong enemies, super durable enemies. And the entire time it's like, dude, just shoot them in the back. It's not hard. Just kill the tanks. And like... Yeah, we're fucking, we're dealing with it right now. We're trying our best to get rid of these tanks. It's kind of hard with just, you know, the two of us when we need three people. And the entire time was, he was just bitching, goes, dude, just you just shoot them. Like, God, why aren't you shooting them? And it's like, oh, dude, shit, you just shoot them? Fuck, why didn't we yeah, think of that? It's like, man, what? all you have to do is just kill the tank. Like, why didn't I think of that? Like, that bullshit. And we're like, when we finally got back up, got him back up, he has no ammunition. He spent all his ammunition trying to kill the tanks and missed everything. So he's like, Wait, I've only, I've only got was, my was melee he at weapon. Least shooting it in the back, or did he just mag dump it in the chest? Essentially, we feel like he mag dumped it because oh. there was still two tanks left, and he had no ammunition when he did have ammunition before. And he's like, oh, I've only got my melee weapon. Sorry, guys. I'm like, so you're useless then? He goes, nah, man. Like, I, I can I can still get at my melee weapon. Literally walks up close to one, down immediately. And then <sighs> the whole process repeated of, oh, come on, guys. Just kill the tank. It's not hard. Like, oh, fuck. And me and Bagel are just like, yes, are sir, you, for you fucking are very real? dumb. 
and like the Asian guys who's babysitting the immortal tank, it's just like, hey, do you, do you need me to come back? Like, can you guys need help? I'm like, we need you to keep that tank over there, please. We're trying to resolve the situation here. Yeah, we and need you guy- to keep that over there because uh, we're having issues <laughs> that we can't deal with anymore. Well, like, we we <laughs> and so me and Bagel, like, trying our hardest to kill these two tanks and we eventually got the, like me and bagel killed these two tanks and the guy was like dude just like what's why are you taking so long just kill the tanks and we're like oh my fucking god are you going to be this like insufferable for the rest of the mission and he goes what are you talking about like it's not hard and we just left we were like we are done sorry guys see you later and just left because having to deal with that amount of shit and the asian guy wasn't bad but he did get down by the uh immortal tank a few times which is like all right he's already like a detriment because now he only has 20 hp when we need him at full and then so we're just like all right no fuck it we're not gonna get past this level with you guys we're out by and then, like, the guy who's been an insufferable piece of shit kept spamming me invites. I'm like, dude, just fuck off. Like, I do not want to have to deal with this shit. <laughs> and, yeah, the fun of the GTFO Discord. Uh, and then my friend Bagel sent me a message. Um, basically, where he sent me a message saying, hey, uh, we ran into the most unhinged person in the GTFO Discord shirtless black guy with his video on constantly yelling the n-word pretending he's <laughs> gonna play the game <laughs> oh, went, oh my god that sounds Whoa. great yeah that sounds fantastic good to know <laughs> the fucking GTFO discord is alive and well alive and well with no wow. moderation oh no there's moderation like, I think the guy got banned because there was a community post by the community uh, the what are they called? What is he called? The community manager. manager. It's all like, hey, look, we're not tolerating this this sort of stuff. And it's like any sort of like abuse, verbal and that stuff, we can't tolerate anymore. And the guy's no longer on in the Discord. So I guess that's that is that. But yeah. So if you're going to play GDFO, like they had a free weekend. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and, it, and it sucked. <laughs> Because you have people who've never played GDF. And I feel so elitist saying this. And I'm, I'm not meant to be elitist, but you have like these new people joining. And me and well, Babel are like willing to teach. During, during, it, like you said, it's got nothing to do with new people. It's to do with new people being able to join endgame content. Well, that's the thing. Like, me and Bagel would be like helping new people out. And what we discovered is that the new people have a very run and gun mentality. It's, it's because they look at the game and they go four player cooperative shooter against zombie like enemies. This game is just left for dead. Yeah. And then they get hit like three times and they're dead and they're like, Oh, what the fuck man? And it's like, yeah, welcome to this game's punishing regime of just like, yeah, if you fuck up, you get punished for it. It's all. It's it's a very difficult cooperative shooter, which I fucking love. Mm. I love that challenge, and it's one of those games which I haven't got that challenge elsewhere. 
right. It, like I tried ready or not, and that just fell f- like that was that just seemed to be broken oh, as that's shit right. when I, think I played I it. You were mentioning a while back you were going to be trying that with some of the guys you played GTFO with, weren't you? Yeah, and I, I ran- tried ready or not solo in. Like, we ran into yeah. a lot of, like, especially black screen issues where the game would just, like, black screen, no, like, and just audio been played through. So we have, like, that amount of, like, bullshit to deal with. But, like, GDFO is a fantastic game. Like, I've... How much hours have I put into it recently? Couple. It should say... Like, I've got 173 hours in it. Um, Doesn't say how long I've played recently. But... Yes, like I have spent a lot of like time playing this game. Um especially like the rundowns I did miss. Like I missed a few rundowns, uh, but apparently you can just download the previous rundown, rename that rundown to GTFO and your Steam, and you can use the matchmaking uh-huh. servers to play the old rundowns. Oh, so me, me and friends has been going back to the old rundowns we missed because I started in rundown two. Uh, well, no, I think I started in rundown. No, I started when it first came out, but didn't only played with people in this discord because there was no matchmaking. There was none of that shit. And we even did a GSSB of GTFO from rundown two. Uh, so I've done some of that, but then like I really got into it with Rundown Six because Rundown Six was the official release. It is like officially done sort of thing, in which I I don't believe it, really don't believe it, but uh, it is what it is. Like there's still bugs. There was a bug in Rundown Seven C Three which existed in Rundown 4 that hadn't been fixed still, (laughs) where there's a wall where you can find the enemies and you can hit them through a wall if you just sit there and they'll smack it around a little bit. So, yeah, it's uh, very still fairly broken, uh, but I think it is a very rewarding experience especially if you find a group of people that all like on the same mindset as you are on the, on the grind set, as some would say. Yeah. You need, uh, you need to also- find it, but if you do, then, uh, well, that's how I found like the current people I'm with today. Like I was just sort of like looking for groups on the GD4 discord. And then I found like bagel. And then we found a few other people that was like, yeah, we, we do really well together. And yeah, like it's so much fun, but you have to sort of like go throw yourself in that deep end just a little bit just to get to it. In order to find uh, some quality teammates, you got to wade through all the dicks first. Yes. And while I have found like some quality teammates, I also have found like some not some so quality people. teammates. <laughs> I have also been that not so quality teammate as well, but people that sort of pick up me. And that's what I sort of do. Like if people are learning the game, uh, then I would sort of like help them out, teach them all about the one thing. Well, one thing that really grinds my gears is some people who refuse to learn terminals. Terminals are like, they're not that hard. (laughs) They're not that hard, but there is, there is a lot to learn about them, but Terminals are 
one of the most essential parts of the game. They are what you use for reactors. That's how you find resources. That's how you find key items. Like, learning how to use a terminal makes the game significantly easier. Fuck, I haven't played since, like, Rundown 5, and mm. I, don't, I still remember how to use fucking terminals. That's right, because yeah, like- I don't remember much, but it's vaguely, like, it uses... Actual DOS-like commands and yeah. shit like that. Mm. So, like... And there's guides all throughout the Steam of, like, here's what you type in to the terminal to figure out this. So if you have, like, a cheat sheet on, like, your second monitor or, like, sitting on your phone while you use terminal, you, it helps you find resources when you're low. It helps you find specific resources when you're low on, like, health and ammunition or tool. It helps you find items. It helps you find uh, the quest objective. It helps you find a quest objective. You can ping the quest objective and figure out its location so you'd be like, all right, like especially in areas where there's like huge amounts of fog, you can just ping it and you can see generally what area in the fog the item is rather than going looking around lots of stuff. And some people just refuse. I don't understand. It's like... And I mean, if you don't want to have anything open on your other stuff, you can just like ask. It's like playing hey, counter Hey, does anyone know how to do this? It's like playing Counter-Strike and refusing to buy body armor <laughs> because you don't know which option the body armor is in. So instead of learning which option it is, you just go, fuck it, no body armor. Like it's, it's at an active detriment not knowing the terminal stuff. And especially like when terminals require an uplink. Uh, so there is an uplink objective in which you have to go into a terminal you need to enter the uplink code and the uplink passcode. And like knowing the uplink code is like essential because obviously that's what starts it. But then like you have to go, all right, I need the code for X07. And it's on everyone's screen. So they go X07 equals pass, P-A-S-S. And then you just go, all right, right in pass, done. People don't know how to do that. I'm seeing to go, motherfucker, please. Please, man. Let's just, just do it. This is the fucker. You'd be good about it. But hey, it is what it is. So yeah, GDOFO is fun. Spent a lot of time on that. But now that I've completed the rundown, it's more of just like back to business as usual with the other games I've been meaning to play. Uh, which I'm getting back into... Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades, which is a VR game that's fun. I've decided I want to buy a ProHaptics fucking controller, which is like a a haptic feedback gun controller, which a lot of people highly recommend, but it costs like 500 bucks. So I'm waiting for tax to come in. And when my tax comes in, I'm getting that and a new graphics card. So my computer gets a long long needed upgrade from the fucking graphics card which is sitting in like just a 1080 old but still does okay but start to show its age Mm. and then other than that not much else except I watched free TV series that seems like a lot but they don't have a lot of episodes so I watched The Boys season 3 and I'll give you a quick rundown on each thing, so I'm not taking up too much of the time. Boys season three. I still haven't watched as, that yet. Not as good as the first season. 
the ending is pretty shit, but generally okay. Uh, what was the other one I was watching? Stranger, Stranger Things? Things, Volume well, Stranger Things Volume Four, I think it's called, or yeah. Season Four. Um, Wasn't that show supposed to finish in season three? It was. I mean, originally it was going to finish season one, right? I, I think know. originally it was going to be an anthology. Oh, like each season was going to focus I on different for. things. That's what I hoped for. I hope it was going to be like an anthology of stuff, but no. But apparently people fell in love with the like child actors and, the, and their characters so much that they decided to make it a full series. Yep. So uh, season four has probably the best bad guy in all the seasons. Uh, there is a plot line in season four which follows... Fuck, I can't remember his name. Eleven's boyfriend. Mike. Mike. And that plot line, I feel, is so... It's It doesn't fit with the rest of the series because, like, you have the plot line with um, Harper in a Russian fucking prison, the plot line of Max and dealing with Vecna, and then you've got the sort of, like, buddy cop slice of life plot line like <laughs> hidden just in between fit. it doesn't fit and then at the very last part of it it starts to fit in but then it's over before like then it's over i mean uh, for context it's basically he's married to the girl with superpowers uh, not married he's in a relationship with the girl with superpowers and after he goes to visit her because she had to move and he's no longer sure if He's good enough for her, basically. Because hmm. he's normal, she has or had superpowers. And the ending was both fantastic and bad. I like the ending, except for one part, which I'm not going to spoil anything, but the power and love and friendship can go fuck off. <laughs> like, that's all I've got to say. The power of love and friendship needs to die that can't be a saving grace anymore because that whole part it was just like okay that's fucking stupid but it is what it is so yeah Stranger Things uh, The Boys and my favourite yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil oh <laughs> shit I had high hopes for Resident Evil why so you may have heard dashed. this before but um Kenny doesn't mind the Resident Evil series oh, I don't he's, mind he's quite it. partial to them in I, fact I have, I've yeah, got an approximate knowledge the game. I've got approximate knowledge in Resident Evil let's put it that way um wow this TV series is fucking horrendous <laughs> like like legitimately fuck so like when the Netflix series came like was revealed they showed like a five second clip of Cerberus which is the zombie dog looked fantastic I'm like ooh they're, they're paying a lot of attention to the detail that'd be pretty cool and Kenny then, how could you say this to me <laughs> Hold up. Everything's going to start twisting and turning soon. Don't you worry. <laughs> Attention to detail is pretty cool. Hopefully that 
goes throughout the series. And then some information came out, which I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Please, no. Which they came out saying, this TV series is going to be canonical to the video games set between uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6 and then much later after everything. Hey, Kenny, what's that flapping in the wind? It's probably the script. I think it's a red flag. (laughs) It's probably the script. I'll tell you that much. It's probably the script because holy shit, like... Oh, hey, Kenny, who just pulled out of the parking lot? Ah, it's the writer. He just handed in his letter of resignation. Yeah, he's, he's booking it. So <laughs> they went, oh, it's Canada sort of games. I went, that's stupid. All right. And I say that's stupid because the Canada of the games is also stupid. <laughs> like the Canada of the games is fucking all over the place. Even the games that seem insignificant are still canon, in which I had an argument with someone to which I found out the fun fact that Resident Evil Survivor actually is canon to the series. So I'm like, oh shit, that's dumb. Where Resident Evil Survivor is basically set just after Resident Evil 3, in which there is an island which Umbrella is working on, which they're mass-producing like T... 103 tyrants and I'm like okay it's a bit dumb that sort of stuff and the tyrants like the game's fucking horrendous top the bottom it's their first try out of like a light shooter game but they had to cancel the whole light shooting aspect because of uh, I think it was Columbine shooting I think it was Columbine shooting essentially they basically had a light gun game which to remove the light gun um, but the, the, the series of the games is, like the stories of the games is pretty fucking ludicrous and this TV series is gone. We're going to be canon to the games. Also, here's Albert Wesker, played by Lance Rhetoric. Now, Lance Rhetoric, good actor. Really like him. Holy shit, no. <laughs> why, for one, uh, if this is canon to the games, why does why is Albert Wesker still alive? And why is Albert Wesker a black man now? Now, buckle up. Now, I'm not. I'm not going to be racist to anything here. But I'm pretty. <laughs> I am 94% sure that Albert Wesker was white, and I'm pretty uh. sure everyone else in the world knew that Albert Wesker was white. Albert Wesker was the whitest kid you know. No, it like, was just the lighting. You could tell because of the sunglasses. The sunglasses, <laughs> the pale skin, the sleek back blonde hair. Like, are, are you sure? Are you sure they didn't just get uh, mixed up? Uh, because he always used to wear black trench coats. Maybe that's why they he, thought he was he black. He didn't use no. He, he only didn't. started wearing black trench stuff, like in Resident Evil Code Veronica, which is like that was after his body had sort of bonded with the progenitor virus. No, I'm pretty sure that the people from Netflix played one game of Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three. Saw Albert Wesker's black trench coat. I don't think they did. Yeah, I don't think they did that. I don't like. They obviously did some homework. There was some homework in because at but at the same time, it's like picture this: the writer walks into a diner, his favorite diner. It's seven p.m. and he's feeling a bit hungry. He goes and he orders an apple pie with ice cream. His favorite. 
sits down at the table and he sees something just in the corner of the table. It's a napkin with some writing on it. So he goes, has a look, and the napkin says, Albert Wesker died in a volcano, Raccoon City, white. And he went, I now know the entire story of Resident Evil. (laughs) Not that. (laughs) I now know the entire story of Resident Evil. How am I going to get Lance Rhetoric into this role? He keeps bugging me. He keeps saying, hey, man, I need a role. Uh, it's been quite, I've been, there's been, not a lot's been happening ever since John Wick. I need a role. And he but goes, you what, know what? What, what? what do you mean not a lot's been happening since John Wick? They're like, Bungie keeps calling my phone. I've blocked their number, please. Anything. <laughs> Anything no, no, he but Bungie. I'm done playing role, Zavala. Not a voice acting role. Yeah. And he's just like, I, 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 need an act, I need a role. And he goes, you know what? I can fit you in. And he goes, where? And he goes, Albert Wesker. From Resident Evil. And even Lance Rhetoric's like, isn't he dead? Didn't he die of a volcano? And then he goes, that's the funny thing. No. <laughs> Not anymore. So, <laughs> and this is where it starts getting weird. Because... <laughs> starts. Because, one, with this TV series, the main characters, the two girls, are the most insufferable main characters I've seen in a TV series for the longest time. They constantly do dumb shit, constantly just do stuff which gets them in trouble. Well, from a comparison, who would you say you like better, them or Alice from the Resident Evil movies? Alice. Yeah. Because... No hesitation on that. Yeah, no, No, but... Because You've heard Alex talk... uh, Sorry, you've heard Kenny talk about the Resident Evil movies and his dislike for Alice, right? Alice, yeah. So, hearing him unquestionably say that so quickly <laughs> yeah so like so the I'd, reason I'd why rather, I, uh, the I'd reason why I didn't hesitate computer program over over the most insufferable Asian black chick you have ever seen on film the reason why I didn't hesitate between Alice and these kids was that Alice had plot like these kids and Alice all have plot armor they both share plot armor <laughs> But Alice didn't keep putting herself in situations which only made the entire scenario worse. It didn't highlight... She didn't put herself in situations that highlighted the fact she had plot armor. Yeah. It was like, well, she kind of did. But, like, (coughs) she didn't purposely complain about, oh, this and everything else and, oh, look what I've done and I'm just going to plot armor my way out of it. It's just more of, like, I'm here, plot armor, thank you, and that's it. So, like, Alice is better, but not by much. But these two (laughs) characters are the most insufferable fucking girls, especially in the older forms as well, because you get two versions of it. You get the younger ones where they're 14, and then ones when they're, like, 28 or some shit like that. That's right, because it's doing some time skip bullshit, isn't it? In which they don't actually be clear where the time skips happen sometimes. I'm sitting going, like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, The the time skips happen... uh, randomly like seemingly randomly because well, they keep when the plot skipping. requires it because it's like oh we need to explain to you this situation and then here's time skip. yeah D- does something in the future time skip oh quick you need, like- to, you need to explain why you can do fucking krav maga time skip like i i was calling it when i was watching with fuss where it's just like 
the episode where it's like, I bet you they're going to release, they're going to release, they get into the Umbrella Laboratory. Somehow, they get into Umbrella's fucking, like, bioweaponry experiment laboratory, walking through the front fucking door. I just walk in, and the fucking security's like, hey, fucking the kids, let them in. <laughs> don't matter that it's past closing time, let alone there's even a closing time, because these are fucking scientists. They'll be working around the clock fucking day and night regardless. Like, there's also in a town where isn't, and like, isn't it's basically just the entire City. town of Umbrella. So, yeah, so the, the, this is stationed in New Raccoon City, which apparently in this universe, even though in Resident Evil 2 and 3, uh, the new king of Raccoon City was very public and it was obviously clear to the public that it was Umbrella's doing. And that's why Umbrella failed as a company because they had their fucking business license revoked. The stocks completely crashed because no one invested in them and they dissolved as a company completely. But in this series that's canonical to the game, Umbrella still exists. In fact, not only does Umbrella still exist, but they are still making medications, which people are apparently fucking willing to take after what happened to Raccoon City, to which the TV series acknowledges that Raccoon City was nuked, and apparently it was covered up by Umbrella, even though the pro- the President of the United States went, look what the fuck Umbrella did to... Like, look what we had to do because of Umbrella. We had to nuke an entire city to sterilize it because Umbrella released a biological weapon to the public and we had to deal with it. And apparently that just didn't happen because Umbrella went, oh, nah, nah, that was a... Uh that was uh, some sort of explosion happened at the... Gas leak. At, yeah, gas leak in Raccoon <laughs> it, City. It was Fucking swamp crazy. Gas. It was a buildup of yeah. swamp gas in the sewers, and some guy, I'm not putting names here, fucking Dimitri, uh, put some, his cigarette down the thing and blew up the whole city. Some guy forgot to put in the wolf metal in the sewers. <laughs> some guy forgot to put the wolf metal in, and now look, we got zombies. But like... And it's so, so the series is being canonical to the games, but it tr- it doesn't actually be canonical to the games because it treats what the games happen as didn't happen. So it's like Raccoon City was nuked. They have records of Raccoon City being nuked, uh, but they apparently Umbrella was managed to cover it up, even though in the series. Umbrella was dissolved as a company, and in fact, a new company, Blue Umbrella, took its place. Blue Umbrella took its place as a as to primarily unfuck what Umbrella did. Like that's why Blue Umbrella exists is to unfuck what Umbrella did and work with the BSAA to help against like these bio bioterrorists sort of shit. We're sorry. Let us make it up for it. All I I hear hear when you said I'm sorry just then is the fucking cable companies from South Park. I'm sorry. sorry. No, that's the BP guy. Yeah. We're sorry. Like rubbing rubbing their nipples like, we're sorry. So, like, Raccoon City was nuked. So let's go. I'm going to quickly flip-flop between TV series... 
law and game series law. Game series law, Raccoon City was nuked. You're doing like the series. You're flip-flopping between the past and the future. Pretty much. So Raccoon City was nuked. President, uh, it was ordered by the President of the United States because they found out that Umbrella released a biological agent which infected the town full of zombies, eradicated, end of the T-virus there. That's the end of the T-virus, per se. The TV series then goes, actually, Umbrella was able to cover up that entire thing <laughs> of the president of the United States going, we're sorry that it came to this, but this is what has to be done due to Umbrella. Like, Umbrella caused this. This is what we need to do. Yeah, Umbrella um, did this thing that caused us to nuke a city, and they turned around and went, eh. And Umbrella went, that's nah. probably a gas leak. Someone probably left a stove on. Who knows? But and then the TV series goes. No, Umbrella was able to cover that up, and then keep functioning as a company. Where in the game series, Umbrella uh, had its business license revoked. Oswald Spencer went into hiding. Uh, was later killed by um, uh, Wesker, and that. Uh, like Umbrella does not cease to exist for the longest period. And once again, TV- like uh, Kenny, like you were telling me before uh, the podcast, you mm-hmm. would have been fine and a lot more open to this if they'd gone, this is our own interpretation of Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. But the issue is that like, they explicitly keep going, no, this is canon to the games, and then contradicting the games directly afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Which which we're going to get to more contradictions because, as I said, Blue Umbrella then took its place. Blue Umbrella took its place and solely dedicated to fighting against bioorganic terror, bioterrorists or something. Where the TV series goes, no... Umbrella managed to cover up the Raccoon City situation, create a new town called New Raccoon City, <laughs> to which they are able to still produce drugs with the T virus. And that's just like, okay, that's fucking stupid. To which then they keep referring to the old Raccoon City that got nuked and all that sort of stuff, which means Umbrella if they are referencing the old raccoon city that got nuked and then there was no cover up there was they couldn't cover it up it was that public and that big and that known that umbrella was the cause mm-hmm. to which then they go wesker is now a scientist working in new um, new raccoon city for umbrella and it turns out that this wesker is a clone of the original wesker which the TV series is insinuating that was the original Wesker was black all along. So, and then they even reference the fact that that Wesker died in a in a volcano. So they are referencing the se- the series of events from Resident Evil Five, in which Wesker got absolutely fucking had, got okay. two rockets to the face in the middle of a volcano. Fucking dead. But the TV series is going, that Wesker cloned himself three times so he can work on, like, a whole bunch of, like, bullshit while he was (laughs) off doing evil things. 
<laughs> so and just the look of their interpretation of Wesker, like he's in the full leather but he's still Lance Rhetoric, wearing the sunglasses, has like short black hair and just looks dumb as fuck. And this is post-Code Veronica. And because what? He, he still has his, he has his abilities still. Post-Code Veronica, which means this is set... It says it's set in 2005, which makes no fucking sense. Um, but essentially, during that time... Wesker was working for another company altogether. Wesker was working for a different company, not Umbrella, because Umbrella didn't exist anymore. But in the TV series, Wesker is black and he is using Umbrella's resources to clone himself three times to work on evil shit. Like, mm. not just like, oh, I'm doing this and all that stuff. No, he's specifically working on evil shit. Wait, does and, he explicitly state that he's doing evil shit? It's what yes. it says in the show. Like, <laughs> like, the, you know, the Resident Evil chess piece that they have that latches in and it mind controls the person? That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's an item he is referencing that he wants these, these fucking clones of himself to work on, which doesn't make sense because. Wesker has a god complex to which he has no equal. Uh, so to clone himself and to have in these inferior clones, literally, or I wouldn't say literally, but almost shit and piss their pants just in his presence, he he would not let that happen. That would not be I have no equal, some- so I made three more of myself. I made three more of myself that are clearly inferior to me in every way, shape, and form. From what I know of Wesker, it feels like he'd just shoot them on the spot. Like, he'd just put them, he'd just kill them. He tried to. Oh he, tri- he killed one because Umbrella found out they were, this is when Umbrella was still alive, apparently. Umbrella found out that he was using Umbrella resources to create evil shit. To which then he kills one of the clones. He's like, I need to kill the evidence. And then literally the other two clones hide behind a metal pole to which he just shoots the metal pole. And it's like, ah, can't kill them. Runs out. Oh, my God. Like, literally, they're hiding I'm sorry, did behind- you just describe the plot of a Resident say- Evil episode or fucking Looney Tunes? I want to say the, they hid behind, like, a 30-inch pole- not 30 inch, 30 centimeter pole. Like, be- like they're shitting themselves like, oh, the umbrella's here to fucking kill us. Yada, 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 umbrella. He literally hides behind a pole and this Wesker shoots at him. This Wesker has superpowers, by the way. This is like post-superpower Wesker. Right. Goes, ah, I- oh, damn. I guess I'm out of here. And then but just leaves. This- but is this also post-door to the foot, Wesker? This is pre-door to the foot. That's right. This is pre-fucking foot-capitated. <laughs> like, I'm going to say I'm glad we could, we didn't spend much time on the other two shows. Oh, because there's not much to say. <laughs> but like, And both of them were worried about spoilers. With this one, no one gives a shit. I was, I was, <laughs> and, and it's just like, what the fuck? And then, like, so they have uh, fucking, what's her name? Oh, a daughter of one of the fucking founders essentially is now running Umbrella 
in New Raccoon City. And, but then, like, we fast forward to the future to which one of the, the two girls, there's Jade and Billy. Jade has, like, a bit of white in her hair and Billy is just some black scientist chick. So Jade essentially took over Umbrella somehow. Oh, wait, so she- I think I remember seeing a bit about that. So she wasn't just, like, working for them as part of, the, like, their hit squad. She's actually, like, in control? She's control. She's in control of Umbrella. Like, everyone follows her orders. She does all that fucking doodaddy shit. Like, and she is, like, constantly hunting her sister down for some reason. For some reason. And so we don't find out why she is hunting her down until it's just like, oh, I need to put a tracking chip in you so I can find this university which is just this group of survivors on a ship studying how the zombies work. By the way, apparently these zombies are not dead zombies. They are just infected zombies, which makes no sense because they then go to a scene in which all the zombies are literally on the bottom of the ocean floor sitting there, like, being dead. And And a character pulls a fucking zombie out of the water and then the zombie comes back to life. You cannot tell me that zombie is not dead. No, it's just sleeping. No, you don't yeah, understand. The side effect of the virus makes you immune to drowning. Yeah. And, and it's like, what? Like, and they go through like these lengths to be like, no, nah, they're not actually dead. They're just infected. And it's just like. And then immediately uh, do that. And then, and then do this shit. I'm like, sitting there like, but. You have to be dead to be at the bottom of the ocean for weeks, months, even. Like, and it's just like, oh, when they're cold, their bodies, like, their bodies move slower and the, their their system works slower. Like, yeah, but right, you're right, fucking, you still need to there's breathe. no oxygen. You need oxygen <laughs> if you're still alive. S- still underwater, champ. And they're going for these great efforts to be like, like, oh, no, it's not, it can't reanimate the dead. It just infects them and they do this bullshit and then you have like so jade the fucking uh, the chick the sister who's now running umbrella is after a sister billy because she's gonna lead them back to the university to which then they get to the university they find the university and then it's like oh we just want billy i'm like fucking what wait yeah. So they put a tracker in Billy to find the university to find Billy. Yes. So they capture Billy. Jade captures Billy, then goes to Billy. Oh, they put a tracker in you. I need to set you free. You're still my sister. I'm running out of time, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, lets Billy go. And then this, she just puts a tracker in a zombie head in which Billy needs because the zombie is using pheromones to control other zombies. Right, I remember that. And then they find the fucking university and she's sort of like, I just want Jade. Like, that's it. I'm like, oh, the fuck? And it's like, yeah, I just want Jade. And then, like, like Billy, not but Jade, no. Jay goes wants Billy, 
And then Jade finds out that Billy has a daughter to which she's like, oh, I don't need you anymore, Billy. And then shoots Billy in like the thigh or like the side of the stomach. Like as if that's going to kill her. And then takes the daughter. And then like Billy wakes up. He's like, ah, that sucked. (laughs) And then that's the end of the series. Like, that's it. What? Uh, huh? Yeah. Oh, by the way, they had a fucking, they had a gigantic crocodile that they just towed behind the uh. ship, which they had at least some form of control over, which they're like, oh, like when I say some form of control, they're like, if we release it, it's not going to attack us. I promise. Please believe me. And it didn't. But apparently they managed to survive a gigantic alligator attack somehow because plot armor. And then, like, it's just so much dumb shit. And then, like, and then, oh, my, I, I, there's just so much I, I, I can complain about that TV show. There's just so much. Mm-hmm. But, yes, uh, Resident Evil. I don't e- doubt it. Let's have a look. Oh, I can have a look at GameSpot because they gave it a glowing review. A glowing review. <laughs> and, like, there's a scene in which, like, they're in the past and Jade had got infected by a zombie dog. Yeah, uh, and then she funny. survived the incubation and she's like, okay, but I'm kind of showing symptoms. And then she would just do dumb shit like, I'm going to bite your friend. Because I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? And then like the friend dies, obviously. But I'm like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, what the fuck? So yeah, uh, Resident Evil continues to uh not be a good film media or anything like that so where is if i just go search see more results can't just search resident evil but yeah uh, hold up if i go resident resident evil oh my god no Fuck me. Why can't I type today? Resident Evil Netflix. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil's Netflix carried by one man, Lance Redrick. <laughs> from Forbes. Uh, Resident Evil has some of the worst audience scores in Netflix history. Resident Evil ending Resident Evil Season One's ending explain what the fuck? No, fuck off. <laughs> like uh, it's just yeah, Resident Evil Netflix like everywhere I see it's just like wow, this is a piece of shit. What's going on here? It has a fifty percent rating among critics and a 25% rating among 1,200 audiences. Like, the show is just bad. 
<laughs> and I think, yeah, it's just, it it makes no, I think it's GameSpot. Where's GameSpot? Because they're like, this thing's great. I'm like, why? Easily the best adaptation of the zombie franchise yet. Is that really uh, saying much? Yes. Because it's fucking not. Because the CG films, they gave it a 9 out of 10. The good, telling two stories 14 years apart works surprisingly well. The new created characters are excellent introductions. The video games are used as a story backdrop. Are you sure about that? It feels like the story belongs within the world. Are you sure about that? Claims are being made and none of them are being fact-checked until now. All right, no, this is a contradiction already. They go, the video games are used as a story backdrop. It feels like the story belongs within the res- the world of Resident Evil. To which then they go, the bad is, if you're a stickler for canon, aspects of the show may be hard to devour. Then it's not a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not really... You can't really claim it's a good addition to the game's world if well, you then going, follow if it you, up with you... it's not... It doesn't follow the canon of the game's world. It doesn't really work. Once again, like you said in the first place, if you had, if they hadn't claimed to be canon to the games and were doing their own thing, their own interpretation of Resident Evil, then a lot of the issues aren't. <laughs> <laughs> and people all the comments there's 200 comments of this article going this is a paid article tell me this is a paid article without saying it's a paid article as a fan of the series I can clearly see this article's been paid for like 9 out of like it's it's fucking horrendous what else does this guy do Chris E. Hayner go on I want to know what fucking Chris loves movies are you saying what other reviews or what or other things other than being a sellout? Uh, I was saying like whatever shit does he say is good. How Netflix Resident Evil juggles the video game canon with a new story. Once again. It's like <laughs> dropping it on the floor. Yeah, it's, it's fucking horrendous. Oh my God. So yeah, uh, Resident Evil, don't pay to watch it. In fact... If if you don't like having aneurysms in the morning, don't watch it. Don't don't watch it for free either. Yeah, like it's just a it is a terrible TV show. Uh, like yeah, the production quality was a little bit good. Like Cerberus looks like the zombies look well. Cerberus looks well. Uh, they had their rendition of Grave Digger. So in Resident Evil Three. There is a worm with like pincers and like we play in, in our Resident Evil 3 playthrough in the graveyard where you fight that big worm, which I fucking hate. Yeah. That's Gravedigger. So the TV series goes, we want our own Gravedigger, but like we have Gravedigger at home and they just used a large caterpillar. <laughs> like it's just a caterpillar, but big. <laughs> Not like Gravedigger. Gravedigger at least had like mutations and like fucking talent. It was literally just a big caterpillar. Yeah, like if I go Ari Gravedigger. 
we get fucking this. If I can copy the image. Copy image. Put it in our general. So that's 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 Gravedigger there. And then we got RE TV series. Gravedigger. It just gives me monster trucks. <laughs> Resident Evil TV series Gravedigger. Uh, we get... Where's a fucking picture of Gravedigger? That is actually like legible. It's like this is... It's just a caterpillar. Well, so that's Gravedigger there and then we have a caterpillar. And that's the only clear picture I could find, so it's not fantastic. But yes, like, there's so much the show gets wrong, and I hope it gets a second season. <laughs> I hope it does. <laughs> like, even Salvador. Salvador is a Los Plagas fucking sack wearing maniac with a chainsaw. And this TV series goes, no, Salvador's just a guy with a chainsaw. I mean, so, he's still a guy with a chainsaw with a sack on his head, but... Yeah, but, like, that's just a guy who works for the Brotherhood. Like, that's it. And at least, like... He's like, the, the executioner only thing, for a cult. The only benefit... And, and, like, also tease the tyrant and then do fucking nothing with it. Wait, really? Yeah. They tease the tyrant being developed. The tyrant escapes, and you never see him again. Oh well, fun. Uh, it's it's the season two setup. Sequel bait. Yeah, but that's in the past. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, like they have like how can I put it, like. There's some, like, nods which they don't, like, sh- fucking rub in your face. Like, the weapons, the Hydra and the Red Nine. Like, the two weapons that you... Red Nine's a weapon you get in Resident Evil 4 and the Hydra is a gun you get in Resident Evil 5 with a specific Chris skin. Uh, and they were nice. And I'm like, oh, I get it. And they didn't, like, wave it in your face sort of deal. It was oh, just here's a picture of Gravedigger. Yeah, it was just there. Uh, but yeah, fucking show's terrible. Like, just don't watch it if you can avoid it. But yeah, I hope for a season two. <laughs> I really I, I hope think for a season some, two. I think some of us he- here watched it just because we wanted to see how Kenny would react. Man, all oh, you yeah. guys do is like, man, I can't wait to watch something. Is watch Kenny react to some dumb bullshit. Okay, I mean, when it comes to Resident Evil, that's shit. like. Especially when it comes to Resident Evil, that's just kind of like almost more, like more enjoyable than the stuff itself. Yeah, because yeah, the fucking enjoy, show I've itself is garbage. Yeah, like if you were to watch it by yourself, you'd be like, "Yeah, this kind of sucks." We watch it, at me, and just hear me fucking yell and complain about the dumb bullshit I see. Then yeah, that's that's a different this experience altogether. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so has that been our weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. that covers everything. <laughs> Took a whole two and a half hours to get through the weeks. I mean, we went for like an hour talking about Wizards of the Coast, dumb bullshit, so and Action Mm. Man. So don't don't feel too bad. (laughs) 
All righty. So where the fuck did I put my articles? I've been searching up fucking Crusades, Blacksmith, and fucking Ruined Magic Gathering cards. Yeah. Uh, Fuss <laughs> posted that before, didn't you? Uh, I think it was posted before, yeah. Yeah, it did. But yeah, it's kind of like the Halo situation. Like, he takes his yeah, glasses. Yeah, there it is. There was a... Takes off a helmet. There's a helmet underneath. All right, so... Last, yesterday, 9 o'clock. Uh, first thing I want to talk oh, no, about... No. Yes. Which I fucking didn't know exactly happened. Um, so, apparently... Uh, if you want to be on the board of directors at Nintendo... You just need to hold about a hundred shares just to be on the board of. Di- I think it's a board. No, uh, not board directors. That's way too big. You just need a hundred shares to be a shareholder at the meetings they hold. So, how much do you think a hundred shares costs? Not much. Uh, easily like about a thousand dollars. A hundred shares. <laughs> So, uh, no one, no one can hear Fuss speak because we're yeah. using Audacity. But Fuss is in here joining us as well. Uh, Nintendo <laughs> shares Australia. Fuss joined partway through. It's like, oh right. Um, we're in the middle of recording a podcast. Fuss just joins. It's like, all right. So here's what I have to say. It was like, I want to see what a fucking Nintendo share, share trading, shares, investing. Well, that's an ad. Nintendo co finance stock prices. Maybe you. So, a Nintendo share right now costs, I think, 56. That ain't right. Oh, no, that, that certainly ain't right. That's billion. Uh, all right, well, I can't find the individual price of a share, but someone did. Some mad lad out there found out that he just needs 100 shares in order to take part in the shareholder meetings. This set him back $40,000. This man spent $40,000 in order to attend a shareholder meeting just so he can ask a question of when F0X will be returning. Absolute Chad. So, um, essentially some guy basically put out there and goes, I want to ask about this. I want to ask this question about F0. How do I get about it? To which essentially I think he fundraised $40,000 to buy $100 in shares or someone basically bought $40,000 in shares in order to ask the question for him uh, <laughs> because it's they, they're choosing to be anonymous so we can't figure out that per se. Uh, so essentially he, this anonymous fan uh, attended a shareholder meeting because he now has the requirements to do so, and asked uh, why hasn't been a, another entry of F-Zero since 2004, to which they gave him an answer. They said, it is realistically difficult to develop new titles and remakes, including sequels for every Nintendo game that people request, but we are grateful and appreciate the expectations our fans have for our games. 
that's what forty thousand dollars gets you. <laughs> nice. It gets you. It gets you the most non-answer ever. Of like, we're glad you're enthusiastic, but we we can't we can't please everyone. So fuck off. <laughs> but like, it's crazy. Like, one, uh, get off my screen. Uh, he says he's been a child, been a diehard fan. He spent 5.6 million yen to on Nintendo stock to get an opportunity to ask. Now, albeit that stock isn't going down anytime soon. Yes, yeah, like, so it's not like he's lost. Won, it's not like he's lost 40,000. But like, uh, yeah, he's he, the guy said he's he sold his stock in another company to buy stock in Nintendo. And he says, so like Nintendo stock's going up. So he's not, he hasn't lost money. He just has potential gains because it's only going up. Yeah. But like, what's 40,000 divided by 100? A couple. What's the mass calculator? What was that? 40,000 divided by 100? Yeah. It's about 400. Oh, that's calendar. 400. 400. So it's $400 a share. Like, $655 a share in 2012. They were $86, apparently. Damn. Damn, boy. But yes. Uh, so if you ever want to fucking ask about anything, just dump $40,000 of stock into, into Nintendo. I'm sure they'll be fine taking your money, but holy shit, like, I feel like there's much better things that could be done with the money, but it is, it is what it is when it comes to the fact it's like, yeah, spent a lot of money, it's 65000 Australian dollars, apparently, uh, to ask where the fuck is F-Zero series. So yeah, Fantastic. Uh, next story, which is not as feel good. Um, so with the actual assassination of a former, was it, did they have presidents or prime ministers in Japan? President. President. Dude, the kid that shot him had a homemade rail gun. Oh yeah. And a like quad barrel shotgun as well. I didn't see the that shotgun. Was, I just saw the pistol. I just saw the pistol and I saw the battery pack. I saw the fucking copper tubes and I just went, that's a fucking rail gun. Like, that's straight up a fucking rail gun. And they have a prime minister, apparently. Um, but yeah, it had a rail gun, killed the uh, former prime minister, the former president of Japan. Uh, so someone on 4chan of course someone is fucking that's such a start to a story someone on 4chan um so, okay posted a picture of the, so what part of the geneva suggestion are we breaking this time oh no it's not it's not breaking anything it's just a they just oh, i know pretty, the story but generally <laughs> yeah. when someone says so someone on 4chan 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but someone on 4chan posted a picture of the assailant getting taken down to which they posted a picture of Kojima's face, um, like basically drawing a straight line between Kojima's face and the assailant they took down and went, this is the person that assassinated the former president, yada, 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 to which some French politician and some French publication came out and said, Kojima is a motherfucker who killed this person. Yeah, they ran it as fact in their newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> to which uh appar- I don't know if this is true. I heard I heard this through the grapevine, but I got nothing to back it up. Apparently Kojima heard the news while watching the Minions movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching the Minions movie or some shit like that. Um yeah, uh, heard that people are publicizing him as the murderer of the former president of Japan, to which they just went, they came out with a tweet saying, Kojima production strongly condemns the spread of fake news and rumors that com- convey false information. We do not tolerate such libel, is it libel? Such libel, libel, and will we consider taking legal action in some cases? So Kojima is coming out swinging, or Kojima Pro, Koji Pro is coming out swinging, basically going, we are going to, <laughs> we are going to solve we are. Coming Jeff. for uh, you. We're coming for you. Um, which, fair enough, I'd fucking. Wasn't the uh, guy arrested on the spot, though? How is his identity even in question, or has it just not been, like, revealed? I I think his identity was revealed, it's just that these people didn't know his identity. Right. Uh, they deleted the tweet, but that didn't stop the uh, domino effect of everyone hearing that Kojima is uh, killing the former pr- president for his new video game, Death Stranding 2. Um, <laughs> such a radical twist of events. I think that it's quite some uh, method acting, but... I would not recommend killing presidents to fuel your game need. But yes. Um, yeah, like... What? I, in, a, in a world where the information is so readily available, why do still some publications jump the fucking gun? Yeah. He's going to come out watching the new Minions movie while seeing his trending. Yeah. I don't know why, what? but that just, that just puts in my head. Could you imagine if it, it like, just, some, like, yeah, we could, like, you're talking about him doing it to promote his new game. It's like, yeah, we could freaking ScoMo and go subscribe to Oz Place. Yeah. Kill Sco- yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, like, legally, we don't Get, hold firearms, careful. so. Get, if, careful if, there. What? We're not going to try and kill anyone. I'm just making. We, we don't. We don't need another uh, first podcast incident again. I wasn't around for that. I don't know what. I don't remember. What, no. Yeah, so, no. Uh, so Kenny and all of his brilliance goes. Yeah. So subscribe to Oz Place. It's the picture of the white Australia. 
Yeah. This is not wrong. There's a white Australian there with a black background. Just let you know. There's there's more than just one absence of colour here. Oh my god. Um But yeah, so like one, in a in a world where we just have so much information readily available, why do people still fucking hot the press just jump at the first time saying, like, do you remember the fucking the news article about like some Malaysian flight that crashed <laughs> and the news ran like we just got exclusive uh exclusive details on the names of the pilots. Yeah, we uh, too low. Yeah. We too low, something wrong, bang, bang ding, ding ow, ow. And- holy fuck. Holy fuck. Yeah. And without a shred of irony, just reported it and was like, yeah, that sounds right. No, that no one it. read it aloud to someone else. They just went, yep, run the story. Oh my God. What the fuck is happening on Twitter? Apparently, trending in Australia, there's a hashtag fat phobia versus anti fat phobia. What the fuck? I don't know. It's not gaming news, but fair enough. Like, like all these companies are going straight, and it's such a legal liability as well of, like, if you get this information wrong, when information is out there ready to, ready for the fucking taking, and you just go for some 4chan post and go, that's it. Like, if 4chan reported on anything, I'd be like, um, no, no. So yeah, fucking Koji Pro is seeking is consider seeking legal action against this French publication because holy shit, like yeah, just imagine that. Just imagine I'm 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 sitting watching a movie. The Resident no, I'm watching the Resident Evil TV series, right? <laughs> I look at my phone. And there's a picture of my mugshot there going, this man just murdered ScoMo. It's the same same picture of last time, two thumbs up outside a courtroom. Yeah, just (laughs) this guy. Like, fucking fantastic. All right, well, uh, next one, which... I am excited for this. All right, that's I'm good excited news. for this. I'm excited for this, and it's the same reason why I want Resident Evil season two. Oh, Sega is exploring Atlas live-action TV and movie adaptations, uh, to which they referenced Persona within these things. So. Uh, IGN spoke to Sega's head of entertainment productions and film TV series Toro Nakahara. Na- yeah, Nakahara said Atlas worlds are filled with high drama, cutting edge, and compelling characters. Stories like those from Persona franchises really resonate with our fans, and we see an opportunity to expand the lore like no one has ever seen or played before. So, the only image that pops in my head. The only well, could you remind pops- everyone of which games are Atlas games again? Uh, we got Persona. Persona. Uh, there's a lot more. Hold up, let me just fucking Google. Wouldn't it be the Shin Megami Tensei? <laughs> That's what? never gonna happen. That no, I'm just ne- saying, aren't those Atlas games? <laughs> yes, but Shin Megami Tensei, I think, is un. 
Untranslatable. Untranslatable. Okay, I'm just going to say, I'm not too sure Jay- the Jane's specific question was kind of broad. Say, asking what are Atlas games, I was asking if that fit yeah. the bill. Uh, yes, it so, is, but yeah, Shin Megami Tensei, I've played like 10 minutes of one. That is untranslatable. Like, not just completely. Put Catherine, that would be an interesting I'm, one. That'd be a minefield. <laughs> um, I've never played one. What minefield? Catherine. Oh, d- oh um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. especially especially new body. I still have yet to play that. Um, sounds like a new series. It's not, I feel it's, like the imagery used in Persona Three could also be a minefield. So I suspect they're dodging that one. Let's have a look at the games Atlas have done. Uh, so we got yeah, Persona, Catherine, Shimigami Tensei. That's just not happening. Uh, Persona, Shimigami Tensei. Uh, there's some uh, other like low end Dragons ones. Crown Pro, yeah, Thirteen the, the Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Basically, uh, out King of, of them Fighters, went- Demon Souls. Yeah, that's why I do own that. When they say Atlas Games, I think it basically defaults to Persona. It does. Oh, they really they could do tra- really can't. Do that'll it. be bad. They they could do Trauma Center New Blood and just run it like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> All right. So like I said when I think of live action Persona, I just think of like some cringy ass low effort cosplay at like a convention. Like that kind of shit. <laughs> I, I don't I, understand how they were able to do summoners, like summons. Uh, apparently, they tried something like that with a Rohan live action series in which, for JoJo, in which Rohan uses his stand, but no one, you don't actually see the stands. Oh, that is a good idea. Do one for 13 Sentinels. 13 Sentinels has to be it. <laughs> no way. I would love 13 Sentinels, but as an anime, not a live action. You you're getting you're getting Persona 5 dancing in starlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking I want to see what it looks like. I want I want to know what like persona live action looks like because like we've seen the stage plays like have you seen like the persona stage plays no i'm curious though they they don't look great (laughs) they do look pretty low effort and they don't look great and think of like that but with a bigger scope that's what I think the Persona series oh, is going to come out with. What? Holy! Sh- why does it look like a low-budget porno? Because it's <laughs> it is without the porn. <laughs> it just straight up looks like a low-budget porno. It reminds me of that American Dad porno. Oh no, that's worse. <laughs> like just oh, on that picture alone. Yeah, but that's what you got to get. That's what you got to get. The American Dad one was hilarious because I haven't seen it, so all I know is what you guys have. 
You have not about it. You haven't That's seen why it's hilarious. the Roger the Alien <laughs> fucking cosplay. No, I have. American- because I've seen I've seen you put pictures of the safe bits in, and I don't need to actually uh, have a look at it. That's why I'm it's funny. I'm actually generally intrigued <laughs> how fucking Roger fucks. Well, that makes oh, a lot of shit. Hold up. Oh, <laughs> damn. Fucking- oh, my God, the alien. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Well, at least, like, there's that famous, like, port. Oh, my God. Hold up. Oh, it's so fucked. It's so fucked. All right, all right. Oh, apparently, fuck! I clicked away for like five seconds, and there's already dick being sucked. God so damn it, Kenny! Ro- yeah, no, that's it. That's that. That's all I need to see. That's it. No more. No more. <laughs> oh, let's let's not forget this fucking nightmare fuel. Oh, no. The Pokemon one? <laughs> it's the Pokemon one. With the Pikachu, which looks like a fucking corpse. Yep. Why is Pikachu, like, battered <clears throat> and bruised? I I can't tell you. Yeah, fucking, I don't know. I remember watching some, like, what the fuck? I remember watching, like, some, I think it was, like, some shitty-ass porno like not for like recreational, just like watching like how <laughs> the stupidity of it. It wasn't recreational, it was educational. Yeah. I've seen it going like, what the fuck? Like if you actually sat and paid attention to half this shit, like my critic brain is just going overboard. Like double dick Johnson from Pirates. Like double dick Johnson ain't got a ain't got two dicks. And then you have that one scene where the fucking guy's like bidding for the slave and the slaves just like like all right so this is one scene in pirates the most one of the most expensive pawns i ever made where there's a slave being sold and the main character dude and some other fat dude are bidding for the slave and the main character is like i bid five pieces of eight well, I think that's the currency of the cold. And then the fat dude would be like 10 pieces of eight, and it would be like a bidding war between the two. And mm-hmm. it gets up to something ludicrous, like 500. Like the fat guy literally looks for his coin purse, pulls out all his coins, counts it, and it's like 500 pieces of eight. And at that point, you'd be like, that's your limit. That I just need 501 pieces, and I am fucking set. But this this fucking main character is so fucking dumb. It's like a thousand pieces of eight, and everyone's like, "Oh!" <laughs> and it's like you just wasted five hundred pieces of eight, four hundred ninety nine pieces of eight. Like, uh, uh, porn just frustrates me. <laughs> Why is there so much stories in porn? But yes, fucking Sega wants to do TV and movie adaptations. Like they did the Persona anime, which. I don't think Persona translates to an anime well. Purely because there is a lot of story in these Persona games. Like the Persona 3 movie anthology. I would say it's anthology. Persona 3 has four, like, two-hour anime movies tied to it. And still, still not enough time to explain the story. Like, they skip over so much shit. 
And I'm sitting here like, it looks fantastic. But if you were to watch Persona 3 instead of play it, you get pretty confused on some of the story aspects. And I feel like the same thing happens with the Persona TV, the Persona animated series, which was like, what, 12 episodes, I think, at 20 minutes each. Uh, if I go Persona 5 anime, anime review, uh, 28 episodes at, it doesn't say how long they go for. Yeah, plus two OVA. So it's 28 episodes going over the entire Persona thing. Yeah, exactly. Reception. Anime received misception. Joe Ballard from CBR praised the anime for portraying the characters that stays true to original game. However, he criticized the pacing as it doesn't allow the time for those characters to develop truly to affect the audience. Like... The, the pacing just doesn't fit, especially in, a, in an RPG game. You have to make something else. You have to make it a completely different story exclusive for the anime or the live action. You can't just base it off the game because the game has such a it's huge. vast story. Yeah, it's got a, such a large story with a lot of details that make the story good. But when you start skipping out on those details, you start to lose what makes the story good and you just left with like a fraction of what the story actually is. And yeah, it's that same thing. That's the same issue thing with the personas. Like lots of um, book adaptations, right? Because the hard part is always figuring out what to keep and what to change for the uh, new medium, and what you can leave out to still make it work and still be good. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, like, so, like, for example, the Persona 3 movies, you got four two-hour films. There's four, eight, 12, 16. So it's like 16 hours of, well, what the fuck? No, two, four, six, eight, eight hours of content uh, that they just absolutely time skip over things. And it's like, wait, we're here now? And, like, me playing the game, I'm like, wait, we just missed, like, a huge chunk of this story just to get to here now. But they have to. They haven't got the time or money to expand so expand so wide. They have a small time frame, which they need to do. They have a Persona 4 animation, which is just one anime that goes for, like, 25 episodes. Still too short. Same thing. As You're still like, going, wait, they're here now? Yeah. And that's what you need to do with the Persona series. Like, if you want to make an anime or a live action, you need to make a story exclusive for that. That way you can tell what you need to tell in those parts without skipping out on details. Because with a pre-established story like Persona 3, 4, and 5, uh you are not trying like you have to skip out on details and you have to try and figure out which details you can skip in order to get the story across but mm. it always the result is always there is parts missing which don't make sense where you go like wait why are we doing this now what happened with this whereas if you knew that in the game you'd be like like for me 
because I watched the Persona series afterwards, I'm like, oh, this happened in between. So I know what led up to here. So I'm caught up. But people watching this aren't going to know what happened. Yeah, and like, if you're if, not caught up, like you said, you, you see and you know what's been missed and you're like, if that's been missed, you're not going to know what that is. Yeah, 100%. This isn't like, going to make sense without that bit that I know you've missed. It's like you don't know what you've missed, but you know something's not right. You know there's something missing. Yeah. Because there's like a sudden jump. And like, for example, in Persona 3, it goes from like, oh, we're in this one area now to literal end game situation of like, wait, how the fuck did we get here? Like, yes, I know the stakes. Yes, I know what's happening. But I don't know the events that led up to here. It just sort of came out of nowhere. And that sort of leaves, like, for for someone who hasn't watched it, it'd be like, well, what, what the fuck? Like, why are we here now? And it's like, well, if, if your explanation or answer to that is go play the games, then, then it's why not good are we even watching? Then why are we even watching the series? Like, if, if you just get to go play the games, which I highly recommend you do, like, why are we even watching exactly. this series? I recommend you do it, but your adaptation isn't good enough. Yeah. As an adaptation or as a series by itself, if you need to look at other material. Hmm. So, yes. Um, and the other thing I was looking at, which maybe Alex might know something about. Mm-hmm. Uh, next story is Total War Warhammer 3 video leaks four of its DLC factions. Uh, I actually don't know what factions were leaked because I've been watching them uh, show stuff on Twitter and looking at the Immortal Empires campaign map. Uh, it's a clusterfuck at the so, moment. There's like 22 factions on that map and so they're still adding more. The four factions that were leaked were the Static Legions. Oh, okay. No, that's all right. No, that's the that's that's fecundites. fake. Fecundites. The fecundites. Okay, so about that, they already said they would be splitting the chaos, uh, the warriors of chaos, into their own separate and individual factions. So Prince Sigvold uh, is getting his own faction. Um, Archeon the Ever Chosen is getting his own faction. Um, What's the other one? Colex Sun Eater is getting his own faction as well. All so right, so that, yeah. that's just them getting their own factions. Because I think the Fecundites are Prince Sigvold's own unique faction. Because then I know there's the Dragon Ogres, Colex Sun Eater's unique faction. And one of them, uh, I think, will be uh, on the Ever Chosen's own unique faction. Then there's also um, it's it's not Kairos it's it's another it's another demon bird of Zinch, um, who is who's also in the uh, in Total Warhammer one and two, who is also destined to get his own faction as well because he was recruited uh, by Makey by playing uh, I'm trying to remember the exact faction name it was the Warriors of Norska. Uh, not the trolls, but the actual Norskin raiders themselves. No, it wasn't and- limited to Norse, to the hero. It could be either one. The difference is what you need to do was you needed to do a specific... Um, you needed to make offerings to the Crow God. 
Yeah, because like yeah, there are get four choices which aren't yeah. which aren't directly aligned with each chaos god. They're close, but they're yeah, kind but of they're derivatives direct, of the yeah. four. Because, and yeah, yeah there's, I think there was like a bear, a wolf, a bird, and I think a snake. And you had to make that. yeah. And so whenever you t- conquered a settlement or won a battle, you'd make an offering uh, to a particular god. And if you made enough offerings to the uh, to the crow god, you'd get uh, this. Uh, weaver of uh, fates, like a big fucking just you know what the you know what the big fucking birds are called. Um, sorry, I think I zoned out a little bit, there, but um, zinch birds. Aren't they Lord of Change? Yeah, that's it, Lord of Change. Yeah, so you get a Lord of Change, but it was like a named Lord of Change, like it wasn't Kairos. Oh, Kairos. I was saying like the leaked factions. That were in the list were the Ecstatic Legions, the Fecundites, the Legion of the Gore Queen, and Puppets of Misrule. Uh, so the Ecstatic Legion. Um, Aziel, the Prince of Damnation for the Ecstatic Legions. Festus, the Leech Lord for the Fecundites. The Gore Queen, Valkyr, the Bloody, and Village, the Cursling for Puppets of Misrule. Okay, so I think those are actually like expanded units for uh the actual chaos factions in total what we'll have a three so it sounds like the gore queen might be another corn faction alongside scarbrand let's have a look at the gore queen val valkyr the bloody no that's 100 percent what it'll be it'll be uh whether they're new factions for uh, I don't know enough about the characters, so whether they're new lords for the demons or characters for chaos, you know, splitting them up into into the lords as well. He's not sick as yeah, fuck. But I suspect it's the yeah. first that they become they become four new. Uh, yeah, there'll be four major new lords for yeah, um, alongside uh, the, their respective chaos gods. So the Gore Queen is uh, will obviously be a corn uh, legendary lord leading a whole new faction so yeah like we we knew they were going to be releasing stuff soon uh we just we just didn't know what it was going to be like because we knew that they were going to be splitting the the original chaos war bands up into their own individual factions it makes sense that the chaos troops as well will also get expanded upon because they have a super limited roster at the moment uh, probably they'll be coming with a lot more because like Cafe has three legendary lords. Um, no, no, Cafe has two legendary lords. Uh, Kislev has three. The Ogre Kingdoms have two. Uh, Daniel doesn't count. And then the four Chaos Gods only have one champion each. So it makes sense that they, they would get the first DLC just to sort of flesh out their roster and expand them a bit more because they are very limited in what they have. Okay. Well, that's that's the uh, accidental leak that they made in their video when showing off the uh, yeah. Warhammer stuff. I thought I thought people were going on about like the oh look they've ad- look there are flags here on the map that I don't realize. It's like yeah, that's uh, everyone now getting their own unique faction starting place. Like the the the, the fiery phoenix in, with the symbol of the empire. That's uh. That's uh, fucking Volkmar the Grim down there. I don't know why he's in fucking Araby with apparently everyone else, 
But that clusterfuck is definitely going down. I was about to say, well, speaking of Warhammer stuff, uh, the Humble Bundle just sent me a letter saying, by the way, Humble thing's ready. So apparently it came with Necromunda hired gun, uh, Deep Rock Galactic, Legends TD2, Legends of Keepers. If you, if you don't, if you don't have Deep Rock Galactic, pick it up. Also, Total War well, just uh, announced one of those characters. What? Uh, you know the, the the things you were reading off on the leak. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, there's a reveal coming tomorrow for one of them. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So there, it's 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 not a leak. That was planned. Well, no, it's not so much a leak. It's like it was in their video that they accidentally showed off the new factions. I don't think they accidentally showed off the new factions. I think they fed uh, morons crumbs and morons went, oh, they leaked it. It, It's a leak, guys. It's a leak in official work. I was like, no, no, this is bait. They're generating hype so that people come back because I don't very think soon, they are. I really don't think they are. They're dropping Immortal Empires this month. Yeah, the beta. Yeah, the beta. But they, they need people to, one, actually play Immortal Empires so they get as much data as they can so they don't fuck up its actual yeah, release. But, but I don't think many people are playing Warhammer free at all. Uh, like, I, especially with mixed there reviews. Is. On Steam, let's take a, let's go take a squiz at the community hub. There is currently seven thousand five hundred people in game. That's not a lot for a single player game. That is a lot. All right. Well, let's go. When did this game release? This game released February twenty twenty two. What other single player games released February twenty twenty two? Uh, Chaosgate Demon Hunters, I believe, was around that time there. Uh, so if we check the community no, hub Chaos, for that, Chaosgate was much later than that. Well, yeah, uh, well, even so, Chaosgate Demon Hunters only has 826 people playing it. Let's have a look at... What's a... It's kind of hard to fucking sort by release date. But yes, like 7,000 is for a single player, not a lot. 800 uh, for a single player is definitely not a lot either. Yeah, it's not a lot either. Yeah, yeah we also true. remember that Chaosgate has nowhere near the... Um, Replayability. It's also an online game. You know, uh, yeah, right? and, Warhammer and is. Warhammer's online, and yeah. If you also want to compare it to Stardew Valley, which you probably shouldn't, because there's currently forty four thousand people in game there. Uh, Songs of Conquest has six hundred people in game. That just that just makes sense. Yeah, from what I'm seeing, a lot of people are still complaining as of June twenty fifth. The state of the game is abysmal. Yeah. Oh, it is one hundred percent. Like the state, the state of Total War Warhammer Three is fucking horrendous. Like it's it's still fucking Which terrible. Which sucks because I wanna, I wanna play that game, but I don't want to play it in such a shit state. Yeah. From what I heard, I'm basically waiting for the DLC people to start working on the game because, uh, from. Well, like, same what- thing with Warhammer and Warhammer 2, like Warhammer Total War 2. Uh, the games came out in a shit state and then the DLC team fixed the game. Yeah, it's you are pretty much waiting for that at this, at this point in time, but there have been a lot of patches and a lot of fixes that have actually brought the game up to a somewhat acceptable state. 
Well, that's I'd what say, I said. Like, as you of have June it already, 25th, definitely people, check it out. If you still, don't have it, wait for it I, to go on sale. I'm going to wait for it to go on sale because for like an $85 asking price, yeah, nah, not, yeah it's, it's that not, is in, that is a, it's it's a $90 asking price at the moment. And that is fucking ridiculous for the state that it's in. It's not Well, the worth thing is with those games, that's why like uh, Warhammer 1 and 2 are still like 60 bucks a piece because they become retroactive DLCs. Mm-hmm. Because of uh, Immortal Empires. The best mm. part about Immortal Empires, though, uh, is the same thing you said earlier with uh, GTFO's uh, E rundown. Only one person needs access to it and they can invite everyone else to it. Mm. So that's the best part. Like, I think, Jaden, you and I have access to the entire the entire thing. So either of us can run an Immortal Empires campaign and just let everyone else come in. Yeah, if they only have like part that. three. Yeah. I think I have most of it as well anyway. I'm not sure about all the DLC, but I have like one and two. No, you don't need yeah, the, DLC. Got, the DLC. The DLC is irrelevant for hosting because you only need all the access because mm. all the, the files are in the game because anything that's added is um, added to the world maps, right? So you can fight them. Mm-hmm. The host doesn't need to own any DLC except for the Immortal Empires. Final Fantasy VII Intergrade is a hundred and fifteen bucks. Yep. What the fuck? That is so expensive. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm not getting that. I'd get Final Fantasy VII Remake if it was like twenty, thirty dollars, not a hundred and fifteen. Like, uh, I'll get it when it goes on sale. <laughs> yep. That's Knowing the plan. Square Enix, the sales are very far and few between. Like I might pick it up when it goes on sale because obviously like, but the worst part is like I've played and beaten the original Final Fantasy remake on my PS4, but I want to play it on my PC. But at the same time, like if I want to play it on my PC, I'll be having, I have to wait for the releases on PC because they're, they are staggered releases. So like the PS5 is going to get the fucking remake and then a year later, PC is going to get it. And I'm like, and people complain about Modern Warfare 2 costing fucking 110 bucks. When does that come out? October. Three months. They come out later. Mm. Yeah. It's like a hundred, and that's what they're trying to do. The, the, base price of games now which i think is fucking stupid because that's way too expensive for pc gaming Mm. any gaming any gaming in general yes all right i think we can wrap that one up call it a fucking day how about you guys Mm -hmm. yeah we can call it two days hold up hold up i got Uh, one thing to announce uh Borderlands free no uh script uh no dialogue script so it's, uh someone came up with a mod for Borderlands 3 uh to which 
You can skip all dialogue in the game. Oh. And it's literally, I think they just delete a file. Huh. Yeah, delete a few files and that's it. Gets rid of all the dialogue in the game. <laughs> so I might actually give Borderlands free a try. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how it goes. All right, we'll catch you guys later. All right, see catch you. Up. Gotcha.